<laughs> talking about pretzels and combos. Hi, everybody. And... What's up? We're, oh, what's... Talk, we're talking about food, as always, behind the scenes, as you can <laughs> as you can hear. Uh, what's going on? This is Xbox Ultimate Podcast, episode 102. 102. 102, yes. It's, we're live now, and we're, we're waiting on Pong. He's still, he's on his way. Uh, he has just ended another show. Actually, speaking of the devil, uh, he, he just showed up. So it's up to Pong Soul. Wasn't that amazing? Uh, Psycho is actually uh, getting ready for another Dave Matthews Band concert. <laughs> so uh, he's he not be here. Sick again for like two weeks? Yeah, it'll right. probably happen. Yeah. Are we predicting this? Two it's weeks like a is two like day rager. What's the, what's the over under on uh, Psycho getting sick? Uh, two weeks weekend. is like two months he had COVID or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to catch something. I don't know what yeah. it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be oh, something Caitlin, in you know. the... Wasn't uh, it Dave Matthews where we didn't hear from him for like 48 hours? Yeah, yeah. well, that was the first like, Dave Matthews band up, concert. Guys. Yeah, I just woke up. What day is it? And he started posting all the old news from previous. Like, yeah, for like, yeah. he was like, "Oh my god, guys, did you hear that? Like, Microsoft bought Bethesda." We're like, "Yeah, where where have you been?" It's like three days ago. It's like he's like, "Oh, it's crazy, man!" Like this is this Psycho's amazing. We we love him. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to Psycho if you're out there. Something in one of his head regions. I don't know which one. Mouth herpes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, may, or it could be an upper respiratory infection that's the most likely all right everybody we got a lot to talk about today uh, i also first before we get started on the intros i want to comp i, I want to add first compliment on this but also i want to ask like hey babe what's up with the toxic thumbnail you know it's like that is all you <laughs> i was so I toxic that. what was going on like you put it like a crying like playstation one and a half in there? hours to even try and think of something to do with your fucking dumb request <laughs> i literally hate doing thumbnails like that <laughs> it's not a dumb request it's For a great request PM yesterday he's like what is that eye thing in lord of the rings i have sauron Okay, he said, can I have the Eye of Sauron, whatever? And he's like, can you just put a couple Lord of the Rings characters, like, looking up at it from the distance? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, bro, okay. Yeah. Right on it. And t- today I was like, can you do Phil Spencer and Kojima holding the baby from uh, Death Stranding? No, like, and but put a PlayStation fanboy face on the baby? Head on Norman Reedus' body and have Kojima there and then put the PlayStation cry face on the baby? <laughs> you're 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 amazing. You're capable of anything, babe. It's, I'm impressed. They um, look like fucking ass, though. No, they don't. Like, there's a I, way to make that look good. It doesn't have to look good. It has to look amusing and uh, clicky. People want to mm-hmm. like, oh, what's this clicky thing? You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, good job. I'm just messing with you, babe. Um. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you too. First in my heart, lovely wife, Caitlin. How you been, Hi. babe? Uh, it's been a long week. First yeah. full week of school. Trying yeah. to get back into the routine. Um, maybe thought for a second there that we were starting to get our first like school sickness. Yeah. But hopefully it doesn't turn into anything. And yeah. 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 We we had a little yeah. bit of scare with a little bit of sore throats going on around here. You know, turned out to be nothing. 
yet anyway yet hopefully but like i'm I'm over to school already oh fuck school it's like a week one i'm 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 done with attitude so she'll have a good attitude i i love her but i hate school (laughs) yeah i know just stop saying it well she's not listening right now well i mean she's in the kitchen oh hi baby i love (laughs) uh well you're not podcasting from the kitchen she can't hear you right I'm sure she can hear me a little. Okay, okay this is getting weird and personal. So, like, yeah. let's move on. How are you doing, Jasper? Uh, just uh, <laughs> some animals. <laughs> How was your first week back at school? Uh, it was good. The, the lunch it just goes down to shit every year. It's just like now it's just like a, a foam cardboard uh, like plate with a toast on it. That's all you get now. It's like what the hell? Just is this? wait until Friday, Jasper. Like, we get some a nice fish. Uh, oh, dish. fish! Yeah, we get fish no Friday. No pizza days anymore. <laughs> they, they, they uh, what, what, shit on shit on a shingle. That's what they, should, they used to call it back in the day. It, Pong knows what I'm talking it's about. Awesome. It's gravy on toast. That's what it is. Shit on I a shingle. Was, there was like some tipped beef or ground beef or something in that. It depends on your budget. I was a brown bagger. I never got the hot lunch. Never got the hot lunch. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I ate my high school lunch was chips from the vending machine, a candy bar from the vending machine, and a twenty ounce soda from the vending machine. Because I said I get thirty minutes. I'm not waiting in a ten minute damn line, right? So I'm going to the wow, vending machine, and I'm I'm just getting chips, candy, and soda. They give um, these kids like no time to eat. Yeah, no time. Um, how are you, Fuzzy? The always fuzzy one. What's up, man? Yeah, cool, man. Someone's got achievement. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Did not realize I was on mute. <laughs> no, doing good, doing good for, for the yeah, most part. <laughs> no, there was like fireworks in the background, so I had put my mic on yeah. mute, and I don't know what they're doing out there. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's August 19th. Yeah, what's up yeah, with exactly. that? You got to celebrate. What's the leftovers? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we got to get rid of these before the kids go back to school. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's been a fun week, uh, man. A lot of a lot of gaming news, so a lot to talk about, and just glad to be here with you guys to do it. So let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and Pong Soul just got done with the podcast, and now he's got a podcast. Uh, what's up, Pong? Back at it. Back at it. <laughs> Double dude. header. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> great to be here, fam. Uh, great to see all of you. Uh, I was doing the Doom Slayers Den, so yeah, uh, that was fun show. Yeah, that was a great show, actually. Lord Sav was on there. Yeah, stuff, Lord so Sav was, was on there. It was awesome that Lord Sav was on there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good dude. It was so, but uh, you and I had a great show last night. Again, a lot to talk about. Yeah, we we realized so, when we ended the show that we actually missed a huge topic. Like we were like, yeah. what the? How did we miss that? You know, is uh, Hong <laughs> Soul kind of low for everyone else, or is it just like me? Um, he's low on everything all the time. I always tell him, but okay. he can't <laughs> fix it. So I'll just jack jack his audio up a little bit. It's, it's I'll jack up my input game. Oh wow! Okay, that's better. That, yeah, yeah, nice. I noticed you were low on the other show uh, well, a little bit. I, my app, I was. Nobody told me. Yeah, so you, you nice. were a little bit. Well, I could have said it. I was messing with you in the DMs, but I didn't tell you you were low. I but because I every time I tell you you're low or something, you're like fuck you, Mav. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, because I got to give you a hard time because you're the only one that says it. But no, it again. I've got I've got the app working. So that's why it's yeah. back to normal again. So that's why I would have liked the adjustment, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Everybody so. seemed to be able to hear me. Yeah. And Are you're you just playing with me now. No, no, but you're botting. 
<laughs> you, you started opening yeah. up the app or whatever. Your apps you caused you to start botting on Restream and the uh and it's coming in a little hot with it hates <laughs> it, it. <laughs> it is coming right, in just so a little hot do, now. Close out. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna close out. I'm gonna close out. If you app. can whisper the whole time, that would be perfect. <laughs> He doesn't sound too high to me go at all. To no, no. I, how how about that? I don't need to be part of the Xbox Ultimate family anymore. And oh, you guys can do go Bong, we love how you. <laughs> How's that? I just closed out the app. That's better. That's great. That's fantastic. You're lying, though. No, chat. I can how, tell does, you're lying. how does Pong sound? <laughs> Give us a thumbs up if pounds of <sighs> pound. I mean, Pong sounds pound. okay. <laughs> If 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 pound of soul sounds good, uh, if pong soul sounds good, give us a thumbs up. Yeah, I think you're good. I think you're good now. Yeah. Okay. Poor okay. pong. I feel I feel yeah, bad. Poor pong. Yeah. Thank you, Def Leppard. I appreciate you. I feel bad. I don't want it like you know. Like, hey, fix your audio. You know what I mean? I just like it's a pain in the ass sometimes. You can't get it right. You know. Um. But now I hear somebody's fan. Only here. What's that? Everybody else has it fine with me, but just here, math yeah. has a problem. I don't it's have restream. A- is what it is. It's it's restream. <laughs> Well, I was listening to our show last week back to kind of check on things, and I noticed you were pretty low last week too. Funny, funny how the <laughs> funny how I used to have the best voice here. That Caitlin's mom came in and said that I had the best voice, and now all of a sudden none of my shit works ever. But Mav's just fine now. That's the way things happen around here. Yeah, you do have a great voice. It's a natural podcasting voice. Mm, yeah, great. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, all right. Let's continue is. on with the show, sir. We got plenty of topics. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, we can we can start talking about these things. Uh, guess what, guys? Um, Death Stranding is coming to PC Game Pass. And as everybody knows, which is crazy because it's actually a Sony-owned IP going into the Xbox ecosystem, um, which is pretty nuts. I mean, MLB is owned. The IP is owned by MLB, right? And then also you have other uh, games that have kind of made their... Uh, way as well but this is the first one that's actually like a sony owned ip actually coming on the xbox ecosystem in in this way especially a kojima game i've been seeing some crazy some crazy stuff on there people saying betrayal how dare (laughs) kojima do this to them i mean they playstation gave them another chance when nobody else would well they freaked out when kojima said that over overdose might just be like xbox only or whatever like when that was going on yeah three and then they're like it's not going to be only on xbox us here kojima believe in putting games on every place or whatever right (laughs) it's like it's pretty it's pretty crazy to see like how much people freak out over exclusivity right and that's kind of like i don't really even really care that that game's coming to PC Game Pass. It's awesome, right? I mean, I already have it on PlayStation. I didn't right? play it anyway. Well, it's I have that <laughs> PS Plus extra for another couple months, right? So I tried it out. I think it's a freaking gorgeous game. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm impressed with it. You know, I think that a lot of people are going to get to try it that didn't want to shell out the 60, 70 bucks for it before, which is awesome as well. You know, so is I'm glad it's come to the service. Kojima seems excited. 505 Games is doing this as well. Because uh, they're the publisher on PC, uh, so it's not like Sony's public publishing this and putting it on Xbox. It's five hundred five. Um, Sony is now. This is not. This is a problem that they're not going to have really in the future, probably because of the PlayStation PC that they have now. Uh, publisher side uh, for PC publishing. Um, that's all the newer games are going to be using. 
So this is they're going to have a few situations where maybe PlayStation can or Xbox can fi- circumvent the exclusivity and find ways to get stuff in their ecosystem, just like they did with this, like they did with MLB the Show, and stuff like that. But um, it's really interesting to see how hurt people get when a game that is part of their favorite plastic box <laughs> ecosystem goes into a different one, and. Was there is there somebody turn on a vibrator or something? Did y'all hear that? <laughs> no, that was the controller. Oh, okay. It sounded like three Sorry. bits controller uh, for a second. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, oh, we'll, we'll start with Fuzzy. Hey, Fuzz, what's up with the what's up with the upset people out there? I mean, like, do they have a right to be upset over this uh, going to some other place? <laughs> I find it funny. It's just. They're upset because more people get to play the game. And, you know, I, I joked about this on Twitter earlier. It's like everybody always says, oh, support the devs, support the devs. But when it's on more platforms, wouldn't that be a good thing to support the devs then? When <laughs> yeah, you know, it actually everybody would. else was like, point. hey, oh, we've already bought it here and you're not going to get any more money out of us. So let's put it elsewhere. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand. Game Pass does more damage to the devs. Yeah, like it's a it's a bad thing. Game Pass is bad. Streaming services are bad until PlayStation does it. But no, it's it's just so funny that they're upset over this. It's like I understand, yes, the the game IP I guess is owned by Sony, but just like with MLB, it's published elsewhere. People are going to spend the money on either playing the game or the subscription or you know, Microsoft is giving them 505 a nice check, so that's kind of supporting at least the publisher and that should in turn support the dev as well. But I, I, I think it's just silly for them to be mad. It, it's a game. If they've already played it great. Now that more people get to play it, there'll be more people to talk about it uh, with them. So I don't know. I, I just find it silly that people complain over this stuff and call them traitor. Yeah. Oh, you betrayed us. Oh, Sony betrayed us with, you know, putting Spider-Man on PC. Like, really? Come on. Like, get over it <laughs> yeah as it's far as like i don't even know if this was real or not but the somebody like threatening to like blow up the building or something like that because of yeah. because of that nonsense i mean like that it's, was on spider-man coming to pc that's just like crazy why do people care so much about exclusivity like it, it, they feel special if they I don't if only they can play it it's like you know taking their ball and going home kind of thing, i don't I think they really mean it i think they're just doing that because they know they'll get attention from people like well, you think yeah that's a, yeah if you say something outlandish, people be like, look at this idiot over here, you know? So it's like, right. They're 15 minutes of fame. I mean, I know I'm in like maybe a small minority of people. I just like, don't even like really care about exclusivity period whatsoever. Like across any platform. Mm -hmm. I I haven't seen any games come out the last couple of years that have fully taken advantage of any one specific platforms, like feature full feature set or anything anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like, if the games can be played on and ran on anything, what that's that would be the only advantage I could see, like from a consumer perspective, right? For like right. me as a, as a gamer, right? When I look at exclusivity and think of things, I'm looking at like what is in it for me, right? And the only advantage I could think of, and which is part of why exclusivity existed in the first place, was because games could only run on a certain platform, right? And other platforms just weren't capable and because they were taking full advantage of things that were on 
one. So you had like 16 bit versus eight bit or like this system was capable of doing more things. And we were able to fully take advantage of that stuff. And then the multi-platform games kind of like didn't take full advantage of everything. But it seems like as these consoles have become more PC like. That's kind of like gone out the window now, like PlayStation tried to sell that like all of the SSD here is going to change gaming forever. Right. And all this kind of stuff, you know, but I haven't seen anything really do anything that makes it to where a game needs to specifically be on one platform right now. Right. So the advantage for the consumer is at that point, just feeling special. Right. And then Mm -hmm. the more places that I get to potentially play my game, I'm actually happier. That's an advantage that I think is beneficial as a consumer. And I think also exclusivity, like if just imagine a world where there wasn't any, like the everything, your decision on buying a device would be purely around the quality of the device you're playing on. Right. As opposed to specifically the fact that it happened to have one game that you really love that it wasn't anywhere else. You know what I mean? So um, gaming's the only industry that this is really a thing. Like imagine going uh, to the mo- to uh, the store and buying a 4k blu-ray right and it was from like sony studios like spider-man or something or or whatever right and you you take it home and you put in your blu-ray player and you're like what the fuck it won't play oh this game this movie will only play on a sony blu-ray player like what like like, what the fuck would that be right like imagine you bought a cd that would only play on one specific cd player now physical media is kind of going out the window as well which even takes even more of this out of the equation it's just interesting that with technology where it is and with cloud gaming, making it easier potentially to play on all, all these different devices, which is where PlayStation's headed in the future as well, that people get so butthurt over one game going into a service on a platform in which it already technically exists in the first place, because people can already buy and play this game on PC. It's just now available for to people in a subscription service for a lower price, but because it has achievements and because it has an Xbox tied to it, it's like a betrayal amongst like the fan base. I just I can't wrap my head around what the pro what the problem is. You know what I mean? And I, we've talked about this several other times. Pong, do you have any thoughts onto this whatsoever? As far as what? As far as exclusive, like okay, do you get first off? benefits of exclusivity right yeah yeah right now there are some right mm-hmm. and sure do you feel burned let's say let me ask you this question okay let's say that playstation has a pc launcher okay which we hear about is potentially coming right mm-hmm. and then uh somehow some way they get like state of decay three and their subscription service on PlayStation, but we also get to play it on Xbox. Would you feel betrayed by Undead Labs and and uh, rage on Twitter? No. Uh, again, as long as I get to play the game and I get to play it in my service, I could care less. I could care less where it goes. Now, to your point, Mav, there is benefits to having first-party exclusivity when it comes to yeah. taking full advantage of the hardware and that kind of stuff. And again, it's it's also a benefit to the devs from the standpoint they don't have to spend extra time and resources making another version of the game however nowadays being that it's easier than ever to port those games over 
since a lot of the architecture is shared. Now, Sony does have some custom stuff, which makes it unique, but for the most part, it's a lot easier than back in the old days uh, of doing ports. You know, that's not as big a concern, but certainly if I'm going to have, if I'm going to have the ability to have Game Pass and I get my first party titles day and date on Game Pass and I'm paying what I think is the most ridiculous value ever in gaming, which is, you know, 15 bucks a month for Xbox Ultimate. If that game, if they decided to put that game over on PlayStation or let's say they got Game Pass into PlayStation and it was a curated form of play uh, of Game Pass. Would I feel slighted being an Xbox owner? No, of course not. I don't care. I'm a gamer. I'll play where the games are. The only thing that matters to me is value at the end of the day at this point in my life. I'm long past the days of, oh, I've got Sega Genesis and you've got Super <laughs> Nintendo. My, you know, Madden plays better over on Sega Genesis, which it did. That was undeniable. But at the end of the day, I'm past that point. I just want a game, man. So if they ever opened it all up, no, I'd be fine with it. Now... The question from a business standpoint, that's a consumer standpoint, that's a gamer standpoint. From a business standpoint, does it make sense? Well, if you're going to... I just said this in the last show. Eventually, eventually, all these companies, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox, will drop the hardware as soon as the technology is good enough. Okay, The hardware is always the deciding factor. Even Nintendo, I believe, at some point would drop the hardware if they could make games in the cloud or develop games and then put them in the cloud and they could stream them everywhere and even do better quality than they're currently doing. They might be Switch, one of the first ones to do it. Yeah, they, they might be one of the shit. first. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, I think they all get rid of consoles because the hardware is the most expensive part of all this. If you count R&D and everything else on top of it, the hardware is the, the thing that holds them back all the damn time. So as soon as technology cuts up, I think that they all drop it. And then I think it's a free-for-all because then they're all just third-party publishers, and we've talked about this. So I think eventually that is going to happen. But as far as I go personally, no. But as far as a business standpoint, there is still exclu- third parties are your bread and butter, okay? Exclusives are what gives your brand an identity. It's yeah. what separates you, right? It's what makes a difference between Xbox and Sony. So from that standpoint, it still does make sense to hold on to certain mm-hmm. exclusives to give your brand identity. And kind of like Net, right? like Marlesco was in the chat, and he was like, hey, what about yeah. like movie streaming yeah. services? Like Stranger right. Things, you have a brand identity Netflix. with Netflix, right? Right. So it's not right. going to be as much about the plastic boxes anymore in the future. It's about no. the content that's in the ecosystem, right? Right. Correct. And things may be there. I would think in the future, maybe, okay, on this service for a while. And then maybe like in another service after that, kind of like movies do right now on yeah. some of these services, but then you'll have your first, first party stuff that will usually remain in that ecosystem probably. Right. So Right. This is a different situation. Right. PlayStation doesn't have that ecosystem yet on PC, no. right? So that's one of the reasons this is happening. But when you talk to a PC person, it's not like a PC player goes around and says, oh, I played an Xbox game today, or I played a Sony PlayStation <laughs> game today. They don't talk like that. They just say they whatever game they played. They don't care because they they get them all, right? Or the only you know, thing most of PC them. people bitch about is having 18 launchers because one game's on right. Epic, one game's yeah. on Correct. Steam. <laughs> Correct. Launchers and they go, you know, obviously graphic cards. They're yeah. always going to have that mm-hmm. conversation about what you got inside the PC. But at the end of the day, otherwise, they don't talk like that because, again, they just have access to it. If it's on mm-hmm. Steam, if it's on Epic, they 
can grab it. So it doesn't matter to them. Right. So that's and PCs bigger than both consoles combined. So, you know, at the end of the day, does the brand identity really matter as much overall? Again, that's an argument that I don't know if we could actually hash out without having some really specific facts. I think right now it still matters to Xbox and PlayStation, especially Xbox trying to grow Game Pass into something. Eventually, maybe Game Pass becomes so synonymous with streaming games, kind of like Netflix did, that they don't need that exclusivity anymore. But it is still a great point that Disney Plus has certain IP that you can only get on Disney Mm -hmm. Plus, and Netflix has certain IP, and that's the reason why people decide to subscribe where they subscribe. So I still think that there is some value to that. But for me as a gamer, no. IP, that's why people keep saying IP and content is king, is why... Yeah, the IP is so valuable in all these acquisitions and everything that's going on right now, right? Because you want right. that brand awareness, you know, kind of like I mean, like a bracer group, yeah, <laughs> and kind of like how you know PlayStation had brand awareness with Call of Duty, even though it wasn't first party. There's still the marketed behind it, you know what I mean, and that it brought people to the ecosystem. Hey, babe, I got a question for you, sweetheart. Yes. All right, so it would you like? abandon xbox if you could play everything on a different platform like or or do you just like xbox as a whole because of the ecosystem that they have uh i mean where where else would i play it uh pc or uh let's say that they had uh, like another device out there that you could play all your xbox games on lay in bed and play on my pc Right. So you're saying like the console has its advantages, right? For sure. I love the Xbox. I've never I've never even played on a PlayStation. So, yeah. Well, okay. But my point is, right, like the box still has value. You know what I mean? Like, even though a game goes somewhere else, it doesn't make that less special or less valuable of an ecosystem. Right. Like, I feel like. mm, Okay. So you think it maybe it does be less valuable? Well, I think exclusivity is definitely valuable. Right. But is like, it, so do, like, but would you abandon the PlayStation just because like Death Stranding went to a PC? No. Because it's still on the PlayStation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can play it, then who gives a shit? Right. That's what I'm saying. But like so PlayStation people think it's less valuable now. Well, I don't. I don't know how they feel. like. It's not all. It's only a small percentage, right? But it's a very loud, upset percentage that like acts crazy when things like this happen. Um, this happened so, to Xbox last generation too. Like people like flipped oh on God. them. But- <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> laughing at my mom. Um. Mom, we don't talk about your. Don't put that on the big screen. <laughs> What's up, Susie? Um, so I have a question for you. Like, say, Halo. Yeah. Went to PlayStation also. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it would be less valuable then? Nope. No. Person, personally, as as you can still play it, yeah. Who cares? As long as I play it, I don't care. And like, then I get to see that they're actually going to get more people to play, and it's going to another ecosystem that has like over a hundred million boxes out there. So maybe they get another ten million in sales or whatever, and then that makes the whole game potentially healthier. 
That's true. That's true. So you know the easiest way to avoid this is whenever there's news like this comes out, Death Stranding is like only uh, come into PC Game Pass. You know that some people on PlayStation side are going to complain about it, or whatever. Just don't look at that side of Twitter, and you won't ever have to care about it. <laughs> See, I try not to, and then like people that I do follow like quote tweet and retweet this stuff yeah. all the time, and it just shows up, and it's like, man, this these people actually exist. You know what I mean? Like it's not fake. Like these people are real. They're actually posting this stuff. And maybe it is fake. Maybe it's fake personalities. Maybe they're just doing this stuff to troll or to like get attention, like you said, Jasper. You know, but like it's it's just weird um, when you see something like this. And it's been going on for a couple of days now, just because originally PC Game Pass tweeted about it. You know, they had the they changed their cover art, right? They changed their cover art, and then they did it the next day. Yesterday they changed it again, and then today the official announcement came out from Kojima and also from. Uh, 505 and xbox and everybody aaron greenberg tweeted about it even i think so it's i think i think part of it is them not seeing like xbox being able to like talk about this game even right or market it whatsoever you know what i mean so it's like that was ours you know that was ours weird to me like that it's not going to be on console also yeah, well, that's the whole thing. This is like a loophole, right? Because Sony actually owns Death Stranding, but they don't have the rights to publish on PC because five five hundred five did, right? So, so it's like, is this like shitty of Kojima to do? That's what is PlayStation fans think. Is he the one that's <laughs> allowing it? Uh, five. I, it's probably him and five hundred five. I would think. Do you think this is more Kojima or five hundred five guys? Because Kojima does have that deal going with Xbox, right? For the future. Well, I mean, it's the probably a bit of both, so but have, probably more 505. Yeah, know? they have the probably the bigger say in where that goes because they're the publisher. Right. But do you think they would have to get Kojima's okay on that or no? I, I, this mm. is a weird thing because... Well, I would say technically no, but they probably ask him anyway just to be nice about it because if they own yeah. the publishing rights to it, they can just do whatever the fuck they want with it. Do you think they asked Sony's permission? <laughs> no. Um, it, it's just a weird, it's a, it is a very weird situation because you, you don't see this every day. You know what I mean? So, um, but ultimately, again, it's not even on a different platform than it already exists. It's just a different launcher, right? Another question is like, who who did this come from? Was it like them that are like, hey, uh, we can put it on the xbox pc game pass or did xbox like say hey we can you can put it on here or you know what i mean yeah you mean does 505 approach xbox or does xbox approach i'm pretty sure that with the with the uh, discussions with kojima that had been going on for a long time now that it may have been some kind of discussion about is it possible to get death stranding you know what i mean contractually is it even possible to get it on pc game pass and maybe they went and took a look at it and you know got with 505 and 505 said yeah give us like 50 million dollars and it's all yours or whatever we don't know how much or with they these pay. larger publishers do they does xbox just go and be like hey what's your games you have what's coming out like could be that too. Let's, let's start offering money for each game you know yeah they've been marketing this differently than a lot of the pc game pass stuff too like they just had a shit ton of stuff hit like from quake like in QuakeCon and stuff on pc game pass but they yeah, were but those were like 20 years old games but so. for <laughs> two days before that they were still teasing death stranding not the quake yeah stuff, they're teasing you know? it like a haha look what we got <laughs> yeah, they, they they were 
Um, I mean, that picture with like the suitcase and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. Even like uh, PC Game Pass tweeted out, we're going to be making a lot of deliveries. Um, <laughs> so it, it's interesting. I mean, I understand like that people are like, whoa, that's different or weird. You know what I mean? But then to call it betrayal by Kojima because like, they feel like Kojima owes PlayStation something is is ridiculous um, in my opinion. But um, hey, guys, uh, speaking of QuakeCon, we'll move past this because that it's probably only worth that amount of discussion, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, uh, QuakeCon happened uh, yesterday well, it's still with the, going on, I think. But yeah, what? Oh, QuakeCon, yeah. The, the yeah. opening day of QuakeCon happened yesterday, and so we had a uh, live reaction kind of stream for like the Redfall showing, and uh, we also got some other news from QuakeCon with uh, a bunch of more PC Game Pass stuff. Um, they're really pushing PC Game Pass right now, trying to grow that user base. And uh, we got lots of cool Quake stuff putting being put in there. Uh, Jasper, are you going to try any of that stuff out? Uh, I tried Quake Four when it went on the Xbox Insider mm-hmm. thing. I just I just want to play Quake Four on the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X because I yeah. played it on the 360. So I want to like I never finished it, so I kind of want to go back and finish Quake Four on the 360, the version. But that's just kind of I don't know if they're going to put that yeah. on the 360, yeah. which kind of sucks. Pong was saying that it should that should be back compat by now, right? Yeah. Zero already, reason why that's not. <laughs> I've already played all the Wolfensteins before, so it's like nothing really new there. So yeah. I, just, I just really want to finish Quake Four on the Xbox just to get those achievements. That's it. It's almost like the PC Game Pass trying to get a bunch of like the like classic franchises in there now. You know what I mean? Like because so, there's so many franchises that people still play to this day that are really old games on PC, and it's like they're trying to get all those deals done and get a lot of these classic games in there. Well, Quake is a like a heavy PC like. No Ex- game. Like, exactly. When you think of Quake, you think PC. You don't think right. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm ho- people were surprised though that they didn't announce any like new Quake stuff. Really, you know what I mean? Like uh, another new Quake remaster coming or Quake. Well, is the it new a new Quake game? Over? When does Quake Con actually end? Uh, usually they do those three days. Like, I think it's August Sunday. 20th. Usually they do those like big, like they always drop Doom as like the very last thing before they end the convention or whatever. So mm-hmm. if we get anything, it will probably be like the last hour or whatever of the show. You think so? Like a big announcement yeah. at the end? See, I was they thinking they do I think that's the what beginning. they teased Doom Eternal and they teased like Doom 2016 at the end there. I think they also teased Rage at the end there, maybe one year. Did they? Rage 2, I think. Rage 2? Yeah. 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 That was actually made by Avalanche. For those, that's the people that are making contraband. Everybody, um, it's it interesting. Was like a, it was like a whole coup, uh, not conglomeration. It was like a collaboration between Avalanche, uh, part of Bethesda, with um, uh, I guess it did part of it, and then there was like another team yeah. that did another part to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that game holds up. It doesn't have FPS boost. I don't think though. What Rage uh, Two? Yeah, uh, it needs was it. it. Was it? Yeah. Was I, it already sixty though? I don't think so. I, I don't know. It doesn't oh. feel like it. I, I don't know. Uh, Pong's shaking his head. It, what? I don't know. I just saw you going like this. Oh yeah, no, I was doing something else. Sorry. Well, it's usually when I'm saying something, so I'm like, "What do you got? Something to say, <laughs> motherfucker?" You know what I mean? Like, 
They don't give you the big like. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I don't think it is. Chat is. It does have FPS boost. It's already sixty frames. It's already sixty frames. Yeah. Okay. If we're talking about Rage Two, yeah. Right. Okay. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Shizno is correct. Yes. Thank you, guys. I, I don't know. Something felt a little off when I was trying to play it, like not too long ago. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I what played it, it at launch and it was great. I thought, but yeah, hmm. Maybe it was the resolution. Is it 1080? Probably. It came out like on maybe during the one X cycle. Right. Okay. I can't remember what it was. I was like, man, if this only had this when I was playing it, it would be amazing. You know? Um. Yeah. See, I, I see the whole chat's so like love and rage too. So I'll shut up. I'll stop. I'll stop criticizing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff there. But Redfall especially stood out because they had like the 20 something minute uh, showing of it. Uh, did you have y'all have a chance to check that out? Yeah, I watched some of it last night. Yeah, and it raised your hype level or interest in Redfall whatsoever. No, it's about oh, the I, same. <laughs> I, I was already uh, excited for the game to begin with, but it being a looter shooter, I, I like the fact that they went into a little bit more detail on like the build stuff without giving like all the details of the bill, but the fact that you can have like four of the same character uh, amongst, you know, co-op and each one have like a different build. And for the person that, you know, has already leveled up everything, which will probably be uh, like Jasper or something like that, where if you already maxed out one of your skill tree abilities, it doesn't just carry for your character. It'll also carry for the team. Um, and there was a lot of other nice little tidbits that they had talked about, like the lore being, kind of like these are man-made like via technology uh vampires yeah. and not your t- traditional style you know garlic and crosses type vampires so yeah yeah i will it's, say it's the game okay. looks farther along than i thought like when they first showed it off at e3 it, like the opening segment they showed off at e3 looked really rough i was like Ooh, i don't know if that game's gonna be ready but I, it did. It moved my release date schedule. I had Starfield coming out before Redfall, but this moved Redfall back in front of Starfield for me. Okay. So, what are you thinking for Redfall? Like, what month? I'm thinking March, and then it's probably going to be Starfield is May or June. Whereas March. before it was flips. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Fuzz? You think uh, before I'm, March? I'm hoping Feb. I'm hoping February, March for Redfall, and then, you know, hopefully by May for Starfield. Yeah. No more February, Fuzz. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. February is already kind of loaded. Yeah, February is, like, stacked right now. It'll get delayed. There's more games than days. (laughs) Pretty much, like... We were looking at the list the other day on um, Xbox Factor, I think, and it was just taking a look at all of these damn games coming out in the first six months. And there's like in the first six months of 2023, if if even half of them, if even half of them stick to the first six months of 2023, we have about twice or three times as many games that we've had this year. Right. Uh, big games. So mm-hmm. it's going to be absolutely bananas next year. Um, and anytime one of these game delays things that show up, like they keep popping up left and right. I, the first thing I would look for is it's like 2023. Cause it's like, you know, I when at the, what was just delayed to December of this year? High with high on life. Uh, high on life. Yeah. 
So I was, was I, so thankful that was this year because I will say though that we've seen in the past with Xbox they don't necessarily like care about release dates being too close because we got mm-hmm. Forza and then a week later we had Halo Infinite come out or whatever. Yeah. Well, October so, this year is going to be just like that yeah. too because we got uh, Scorn and um, well, we were high on life was there, but now it's moved out a little bit. But there's also like there's a couple other really big games oh, yeah. launching all between the twentieth and Game Pass. Persona Five, that's one of them. Yep. Um, yep. all between the twentieth and like the twenty eighth, there's like three or four big games going in there. So Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be nuts, man. Uh, babe, what about? Uh, did you have a chance to watch yesterday when uh, the Redfall stuff was going on? Yeah, it looked really good. I'm super excited for it. I already knew I was excited for it, but. It looks even better than I thought. It looks more involved than I thought, also. Yeah. <laughs> Is Bigger that a bad game. thing or a good thing? Huh? Is that a bad thing or a good thing? No, it's a good thing. Oh, okay. For sure. Bigger game. Do you like that it's vampires? Yes. I've always loved, like, vampire stuff. So, as soon as I saw it, I was I knew I would be into it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm like, this is co-op, too, but it's like... It's well, also like as a story, you know. I was gonna say, like y'all were talking last night, like the main thing is going to be single player. I thought it was. I didn't even know there was going to be single player. I thought it was just a multiplayer game. Yeah. So you can play it either way. So like, if you play single player, yeah, I know. But they like, I think they intended it to be mainly a single yes. player game, is what they were yeah. saying. Yeah, y'all think this yeah, is a little bit with the single player in mind. You think this is a little bit that Xbox influence? So like, hey, could you guys do this with multiplayer at all? Or do you think that's just them wanting to take the leap and bigger budget? Maybe they're capable of doing more now, right? So uh, they're like, well, what if we did this? Right? We have this idea, but like, let's do something different because Arcane's not known for multiplayer gaming whatsoever, yeah. right? They're only known for you know Dishonored and now Deathloop and. And stuff like and Prey now, right? And those are all single player focused games. This is going to be their first foray in, into this. Like, um, that's Arcane is what kind of gives me iffy on this because I don't like Dishonored, and I don't know right. how much of that Dishonored feel is going to be in this game. Play. I can't wait. Have you played? You haven't had a chance to play Death Loop at all, though, right? No. Death Loop feels mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Yeah. To play. It is like Dishonored and Prey, but like way better. You know, with the gunplay mechanics and stuff. Uh, you liked uh, Deathloop a lot, right, Fuzz? Oh yeah. Like the only reason why I haven't finished it on PlayStation, I want to do the com- the completion where I kill all the what do you call them on uh, on Xbox. I want to get that as the achievement on Xbox, and then I'll come back and get the trophy on on PlayStation. But yeah, the gunplay, movement, uh, their special abilities, things like that, like the blink ability and 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 some of the kinesis stuff type of deal, all. Uh, all of that uh, stuff was pretty much awesome for that game. So I can't wait to see, because it looks like they're going to have some of that movement stuff built into Redfall. But I I think for someone that may not have liked Dishonored, I, I think the gunplay aspect of this will probably be a bit better than what Dishonored is. Hopefully they lean more on the Deathloop side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping but, it's a lot quicker. Like, yeah, like Deathloop is definitely a quicker thing. Like you... you one, you better get into cover quick because they will tear you down. <laughs> and two, um, your your reload times, your you know changing weapons, all that stuff is is so much smoother than it was on Dishonored and even on Dishonored yeah. too. So yeah, I would say Deathloop feels more like a traditional 
first person shooter, like fast paced, but with all the abilities and mechanics and, and stuff. Whereas like the other ones felt really slow and methodic mm-hmm. and kind of drugged down a little bit. And it was more about decision making with those games and stuff. This is more about on the fly, you know, but it's very stealthy too, which is the other thing with Redfall that stood out to me was there was a lot of stealth gameplay being shown. So it took still some of that, a lot of that arcane uh, personality with there, with the abilities and stuff. And uh, I'm super excited about that for sure. Yeah. Um, Pong Soul, what about Redfall for you, man? Yeah, we talked about it last night, right? Um, I was already hyped because it's arcane. Uh, and like I said, if there's one dev team that could take a genre like a looter shooter that's been done many many times and kind of turn it on its own uh, turn it on its head or give it its own kind of feeling um and twist it's arcane that's how much faith i have in that studio and again as we talked about last night man their games have never been the big sellers they've all been critically acclaimed but they just never have sold the big numbers which is Shocking and disappointing, to say the least. And I think that Redfall really has the chance to be their first game that goes mainstream. Even if it is exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, I think that they really could see some big numbers of people playing this game. It's going to have the Game Pass effect, but I think PC people... PC people love these types of co-op games. So if this game does hit right, if it does have that Left 4 Dead feel that a lot of people thought we were going to get for Back for Blood, but we didn't get that. But if it does have that Left for Dead feel, but the arcane twist to it, and they pull it off right, the PC people are going to go crazy for this. It's going to be streamed a lot. So I think this is Arcane's big shot. Again, I'll say it, the thing that shocked me the most, because I was already hyped for this game. Of course, Starfield's my, my biggest, but Redfall was right there as far as a game I want to get my hands on and try. But the biggest thing for me out of that, video was the size of the actual uh, world. Um, It's split in two, but they talked about it directly in that video that the entirety of the Prey space station, they actually brought the entire space station, the model that was actually used in the game and brought it into Redfall's world while they were developing and dropped it in uh, to the city to see how big it actually was. And by scale, it only took up like the farm field, which is in yeah. the outskirts after you get out of the city, it's broken in two and you get to the outskirts where the church is and the kind of the suburb area, the farms and all that kind of stuff. They have a farm there that has one mission attached to it, a farm area and that entire space station fit in that farm. So that boggled my mind. Cause I already knew it was going to be big, but again, that when they said that I was like, Whoa, okay. So we're going to have a lot of room to, Rome, discover uh really different i can already see it they talked about being able to go to inside getting up onto the rooftops all that kind of stuff i can really see us developing our own paths like mm-hmm. dishonored gave us choice of how to deal with things and they talked about that as well in this video that if you want to stealth this game you could stealth this game like you could legit learn all the patterns of the enemies and you can go ahead and stealth just like you do in dishonored if you really want to or you can go guns blazing, right? You can do it any which way possible. And then, obviously, um, as we talked about, Mav, two 
the the choice in building your character out and how they talked about, hey, yeah, you're going to be able to play two of the same character, but you could have two completely separate different builds that play differently depending on what your play style is and what you choose with the skills and the and the upgrades and the weapons. So that tells me that they've thought a lot about what that's going to be like and how personal the experience is going to be before for you. Even if you're playing multiplayer, even if you all wind up paying, playing the same character, you could still have a different experience that was right for you as a game player. So you're not going to be forced into a class system where you have to play a certain way. You're going to be able to take your character and make it your own. So all of that, uh, again, Redfall has definitely moved, um, you know, moved closer, I think, to launch from watching this video. I said last night, I'm really crossing my fingers for January. The way that they're ramping up, it started in June with the showcase, and now we are getting consistent drops. That's Bethesda, and normally when they show something, it's six months out. So again, Starfield broke that rule because of the delay, but I think Redfall has the chance to hit that January mark right before we get blasted in February uh, <laughs> with a ton of games. Yeah. Um, and then I would love to see Starfield, of course, as soon as possible, April, May. I mean, again, there's been some people guessing March for Starfield. Hey, the sooner the better. But Redfall, if we can hit that January mark, Arcane, Austin, come on, let's do it. So, yeah, no, I'm hyped, man. It's going to be a great yeah. time. Yeah, man, uh, for sure. Uh, Redfall is moved up. Yeah, for sure. Let's go smoke some more weed, man. <laughs> you guys high? I'm oh, high. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just taking Psycho's place. Don't okay. Worry, yeah. This, you know, y'all notice this uh, show has uh, not gone really left without Psycho here. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that a little bit. Psycho, man. Come on. Where are you? I'm too busy banging your mom. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the, that's the Psycho I know and love. Um, I hope, I hope he's having a good time. Um, all right. So. Uh, moving on from Redfall, guys, uh, we had some other crazy, huge thing happened. Uh, not last, not yesterday, but like midnight, the night before, uh, mm-hmm. when Embracer Group shocked the world uh, again, <laughs> again. Um, Embracer Group is really kind of making all the moves that, like catch you off guard and like we all knew that the Lord of the Rings IP was being auctioned. We talked about it before, right? Cause there was a news articles. Hey everybody, the Lord of the Rings IP is actually being auctioned off the whole Tolkien, like his book history, all that stuff. And uh, we're like, wow, would it would be cool if like Xbox like got it or who do we think's going to get it? You know? And um, well, we were curious if it was going to be a games company, you know? Uh, it could have been anybody, you know, it could have been somebody that really doesn't even deal, deal with gaming whatsoever. It could have been a holdings company. It could have been, it could have been anything, but by golly, a game company got it. And that, that really, uh, that really makes me happy. And I think that should make a lot of other people happy too. And we'll explain why. Um, but more than that, they also acquired five studios, uh, five studios to add to their stable. Um, I've seen, crazy talk of embracer monopoly because of how many studios they own. Let me say this. The amount of studios you own does not matter 
like whatsoever has 20 working on call of duty so it doesn't matter (laughs) it does not matter when it comes to the this monopoly talk or whatever and there should be no talk of monopoly anywhere in the gaming space period right like because there's so much damn competition from so many big companies multiple platform holders multiple tech giants as well not just one there's multiple tech giants in the in the gaming space apple microsoft uh amazon google even then you have all these other huge companies like sony nintendo uh then you got ubisoft ea 2k um i mean you can go on right uh and embracer group is honestly like they're they're becoming bigger and bigger they're becoming a big bigger thing but Blizzard has almost as many employees as Embracer Group alone, right? Like all those 200 whatever studios they have, 120 something. But Blizzard alone almost has as many employees. And that's broken up between nine studios as entire Embracer Group, right? So like this whole like thing about going back and forth about, but you know, Microsoft is in a monopoly. Why isn't anybody complaining about Embracer Group? You know, like. It's just, there shouldn't be any talk about it, period. Right? Like, just, it's not, gaming, there's no monopolies. There's way too much damn competition and way too easy for people to get into the space. Right? If any multi, uh, multi, multi-million dollar company decided to start into gaming, they could. Some of them will fail, some of them will succeed. But the cost of, you see single developers, I was on RDX the other day with Dealer and they had a developer on there. Uh, that has a game coming out. He started it by himself and then went on to hire like four more people. Guess what? Like, Stormright. Stormright. Right? Yes. Stormright. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, people can go and make a game. And guess what? You never know. It could be the next Minecraft. Right. Because that was started from guess what? One guy in a small team. You know, could, like you never know what's going to be the next big thing in gaming. That's one of the most crazy things about gaming. Right. A couple years ago, nobody ever knew about Embracer Group even existing, right? And now people are starting to say Monopoly over them as a defense mechanism because people are saying Monopoly about Xbox and Microsoft. It's just I like, got a new Monopoly, uh, Epic. They own the Unreal Engine, and every game is made on Unreal now. They're, they're Monopoly. Yeah. It's like there's only one Monopoly in gaming. It's made by Hasbro. Like, that's that's it, Right. Uh, Chris Jones with a two dollars super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, he says I was on RDX the other day. Humble brag. No, I was specifically bringing that up because of the uh, developer. Um, the interesting conversation with him about how, getting his game started and stuff like that. It's just there. That's funny though. There's no. Um, it's just not a reality. It's never going to happen in this industry. You know what I mean? And uh, that's why the whole FTC thing and all that stuff is bullshit to begin with. Right. Um, they just kind of put their hands in places that they don't need to be and, and stuff, but and over scrutinize stuff or whatever. But it's I've seen this on Twitter way too much the last day or two criticizing like Embracer Group. And why aren't they being questioned and stuff like that? It's like, come on, guys. Like it's there's no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, there's so much awesome stuff about this acquisition that like we should be celebrating as gamers, not using it in this like monopoly, like talk with Microsoft, like look at embracer group and everything that they just acquired. Right. And the Lord of the Rings IP who here likes Lord of the Rings stuff. 
right? I do. You know, I like Lord of the Rings movies. I like Lord of the Rings, the show I'm excited for. I like the uh, game. I like a lot of Lord of the Rings games that have come out, all this stuff, right? I'm like pumped for it. And guess what happened because of this acquisition? We might get more Lord of the Rings games, right? And more than we've ever gotten before, potentially, because but of those studios that they have. That can also be like a con, though, for them. Like, they own so many IPs. Like, are they going to just do like one or two Lord of the Rings games every year or if it's successful then they'll start milking it and you'll get like one lord of the rings game every year and you'll start losing out on some other franchises like maybe aliens or something it could be that could be that could be the downside but the fact that they have so many ip and they have so many studios i think like even if like a few of them made lord of the Rings stuff there's still plenty of other things and if they focus too much on one thing that won't be the direction that that lars wingfer has planned he's like talking about multiple franchises multiple ip bringing back classic stuff um punksel you'd mentioned deus ex again on the show that you were just on right um yeah and uh that he mentioned bringing that back you know so that's a positive that's a positive thing there's a lot to like about embracer group right now if you're a gamer like right now like you should hopefully be wanting embracer group to be getting even more stuff well that's that that was my point on the last show too as well mav is that like look you can have, you can look at Embracer and say, sure, just look like anything else that we do here when we speculate and we kind of look down yeah. the crystal ball and, and kind of look into the future. Sure. There's a lot of different things that could happen with Embracer group yeah. that could cause problems, right? I mean, again, they're, they're still beholden to money at the end of the day. They're still a big business. Now they're just getting even bigger and they've got some backers who aren't necessarily from the games industry space that they're going to have to obviously show return on investment. Um, so if things start going bad and the games aren't you know, profitable, then what happens to the studios? Do we have an EA situation where also an embracer is closing down a bunch of the studios and folding them in because they just aren't profitable. That's certainly something that could happen. But right now, as it stands, just on face value to your point, Mav, is the IP that they're talking about that so far we've seen from them is IP that would be dead and buried that we'd never see again, even have a chance. I would rather an embracer group comes along who maybe isn't the biggest as far as like triple a, they're not going to be putting out, you know, PlayStation or Xbox quality, triple a games nonstop, but they're going to rule the double a side of things and the lower tier triple a side of things. And that's, and they're willing to take a chance because they're diversifying their business model because they're getting their hands in so much with all this transmedia as Lars calls it, where they have a little piece of everything. It cuts down on the risk of the game development. And like Lars said, Lars specifically, his quote was games are great as far as um, IP goes long-term, but games aren't great for creating new IP because Obviously, it's a high risk to create a new IP in the gaming space. So what he's doing is going out and getting established IP, even if it's old, dead and buried kind of IP. It still has a fan base nostalgia wise Mm -hmm. somewhere. And so he's cutting down the risks and he's willing to put the money into it to bring those IP back. So without Embracer Group, a lot of this stuff, Time Splitters is my number one. I never thought I'd ever see a Time Splitters again. Never. Ever, ever, ever. That's that thing was dead and buried. Doing, to like destroy all yeah. humans, like fucking right. SpongeBob that's, game. <laughs> and that's what his plan is to do is like, hey, I'm not going to have my teams creating a bunch of new IP, 
but this established IP or even old forgotten IP that still has that nostalgic fan base, I'm going to, I'm willing to bring that back. And that's why right away, the minute Eidos Montreal got out from underneath Square Enix, first thing they talked about is, hey, not, number one, they, they talked about Legacy of Kane. And then number two, they said, hey, we'd love to get Deus Ex and go back and make what Cyberpunk couldn't. And that to me is exciting because under Square Enix, those things were never going to freaking happen, ever. But Embracer's going to give them a chance. If they fail and they disappear again, at least we got another shot at some of this old IP. And that's what Embracer is. That's how they're impressing me the most, is that they're giving these at least a chance. Because anybody else would have, again, it would have stayed forgotten and we'd never see the light of day again. So that that's why this is so great to me. Mm-hmm. I think they're also like some of these IPs, I think, you can't just hand like Lord of the Rings to some random studio. I think that studio has to have a passion for that franchise mm-hmm. or else you're just going to get kind of shit. So like, yeah. don't just force like, we got Lord of the Rings, every studio go make a game. Like, I think that studio no. has to come forward and be like, hey, we want to do that now. Like, And Lars talked about that. He said he wanted long-term control over Lord of the Rings as an IP because from the gaming side, he knows he will have devs come forward Again, I'm paraphrasing, but he talked about it like we will have devs that come forward that want to work on this and we will have control of that IP long term, not just a short term license. So they will be able to take that. And if one of those games takes off, they know they've got full control to continue to make more of them. Right. And they don't have to worry about renewing licenses or somebody else stepping in. And that's what he really wanted from this. And I don't think it's going to be a forced situation because Lars from the get go said, hey, we're not here to tell the devs just like Phil did. We're not here to tell the devs what games to make. We're simply here to help make yeah. sure the business model works for everybody so that it's profitable. The devs are happy and the gamers are happy. That's all we're here to do at the end of the day. And he's letting his devs have free reign with what they want to do. And again, that's why we hear Eidos reminiscing and talking about their old IP and going back to it again. So I think that as long as that stays the case, and yes, it could change all tomorrow, as long as that keeps continuing to be true, I think we're okay. And and so that's what I'm hoping for here. Yeah. I If I was one of those smaller teams or any of those teams, and I found out that they, the Embracer Group, your parent company, just bought Lord of the Rings, I'd be celebrating, right? Because... Like, I, I mean, it's geek culture stuff. A lot of these devs are living this culture too, right? Like, and I'm sure a lot of Lord of the Rings fans, and you just find out you potentially could work on this franchise that you've been a fan of forever. You know what I mean? It's just like, it brings excitement, I think, to the whole company as well. You know, like, um, hey, this is in our stable, just like Tomb Raider is, just like Deus Ex and the 800 other franchises that they own now, right? Uh, a, lot, a lot of them not as popular obviously as some of the others right but uh having that stable there is interesting when you go through and you have all these teams and you keep acquiring those and like tripwire interactive for example was part of this acquisition and limited run games what could limited run do with the, with some of this stuff right and like so tripwire interactive is like oh okay we got acquired oh and we we could potentially make something like lord of the rings if we wanted to you know that's what they that's what their plan is but just the option is there right like Microsoft is like a lot in their stable that don't ever get utilized, right? Because the devs just don't want to work on it, according to Phil or or whatever. Like Rare doesn't want to make Banjo. Rare doesn't want to make these things. They want to make new stuff, right? But there are devs out there that love and relish the opportunity to work on certain franchises. And I think that's kind of the most exciting thing for me. Are we going to see a resurgence of like genres with this? 
you know, like, are we going to potentially be able to get an RTS Lord of the Rings game again? Mm. I would be all over that shit. I don't know if they have any great RTS developers there, but they got like 120. So I'm sure one of them has some kind of experience <laughs> with RTS. Uh, Fuzzy, like, what were you thinking when you saw this news at like midnight go down? For one, I, I'm like, oh, the embracers at it again, and and they're going to probably continue. And anytime there's an opportunity to, you know, grow their brand, grow something that you know, fits into their, their business model, they're going to try their best to acquire it. And I'm really curious on that unnamed um, uh, studio that they acquired as well due to commercial reasons. Um, and originally, now I know the price point is, you know, fairly low. It's only like their third or fourth largest purchase type of thing. And the, uh, the whole IDEOS and Crystal Dynamics was only 300 mil. So I'm I'm curious to see what's in that ballpark, but I don't know. With them getting Lord of the Rings, I would love, although I would rather Microsoft grab it, but I would love for them to get Monolith um, from WB. And looking at uh, the whole Warner WB thing, uh, they just completed the sale on CW. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering how much Monolith would go for individually if they're like a hundred mil range type of uh studio or, or what, mm-hmm. but uh, man, uh, just Embracer, you know, a lot of people are wondering, are they the evil company or are they the good company? And right now it just seems like they're the good company because they keep on making, you know, games that are fun that are, you know, like in game pass currently. And some of them are in the PS plus tier uh, subscription and, you know, stuff that we, like you guys said, we wouldn't have seen any other way. Like, Destroy All Humans, there's no way if 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 anybody other than Embracer had it, that that thing would be a, a, even a thought, let alone having a new one come out. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's cool to see what they're going to do with a lot of this uh, these new acquisitions and things that they have. But to have a new Lord of the Rings game, oh, man, I, I guess they have some rights, but I don't know if they have all the movie rights or, or show rights or something like that, but they, they have a, a pretty lofty coverage for that IP. So that, that's, that's awesome to see. And, you know, with them having that kind of control, yeah. at least seeing how they're actively pursuing, making, you know, new games or constantly being, um, you know, having you know, stuff in development type of stuff that at least means we're going to get at least one or two more games here as, as soon as they're, you know, as soon yeah. as the dust clears and their studios start firing off. So it's going to be awesome to see here. And, you know, probably the next two years we hear something, you know, on an up and coming, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings game or something. Yeah, this was this was another one of those news that Kate broke to me. Like anytime it's like late at night or early in the morning, there's like big news. Kate's like, <laughs> what? You know, is this she's like, is this real? And, um, you showed it to me. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, but did that, Hey, uh, real quick. Any, yeah. Hey, real quick. Anybody looking still for a series S uh cheap ass gamer just uh, tweeted out that they are on woot again for two forty nine. Nice. So if you're looking for a uh, series S two forty nine, it's back up at woot. Yeah. It's Amazon woot. prime available. Yeah. Woot so. is owned by Amazon. So it's legit, you know, oh, yeah, it's not three, like bit. Yep. three bit uses woot. He's yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Two forty nine. Yeah, they had um, a. You, know, you, you don't think we're not going to see 199 this holiday? 
You think so? You think so? I know we'll at least see yes. two forty nine. You know, but we'll we'll see one we'll see one ninety nine from a couple different retailers during Black Friday. I wonder what yeah. game they would market it with with that one ninety nine price. Game Pass. Just Game Pass. <laughs> Just say. I mean, it would be easy. You know, one ninety nine and Starfield. Like you know what I mean. Like, um, but like this holiday, they don't have a lot to push that marketing. So like, I think you're right. Maybe. Maybe Before Game Pass, like Call of Duty, because you know that that's going to be a future yeah. <laughs> owned project. Right. So. so you can go buy, spend five hundred dollars plus seventy and play God of War Ragnarok, or you can spend two hundred dollars and play four hundred games. Right. That mm-hmm. kind of be like the marketing behind it, I guess. And also, guys, you can get one with Verizon right now too. If you go on the Verizon site, they're doing that. Um, uh, what's the EA? Or, Access, Xbox All Access thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I think you can just have it added to your Verizon bill. Yep. And I saw something else where they're now doing um, some uh, AAA pack-ins for free. Mm-hmm. Like you can get Elden Ring and a couple other ones that are fairly new uh, as free pack-ins now. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't Madden. think they're at the 249 but No, it was $299 uh, plus the free game. So, yeah. 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 Um, so this holiday is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just keep nuts. thinking like if it goes two hundred dollars, you can buy three Series S's, Family Plan, a Game Pass, and you yeah. still are under what a PlayStation Five bundle cost. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> True. Correct. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I wonder when that Family Plan is going to come out. I'm I'm thinking they say something in Gamescom. I really do. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm hoping. Like, let's put it that way. I'm hoping. They at least say, hey, you know, we know you heard about the beta test and it'll be open to the public on or September 1st. Extend the beta uh, to more regions during Gamescom. Yeah, that would be nice as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of Gamescom fuzz. Mm-hmm. That's coming around the corner. That's next week. I, Jasper corrected me because we said Friday when I was co-streaming QuakeCon, I think I said that. Are you his last PM PM? I'm PM in the PM. PM. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I said it was on Friday, but it's actually Tuesday mm. of next week. At Gamescom um, opening night live with Keeley. And there's going to be some cool stuff there. High on Life is going to get a good yeah. look at that show. It was just delayed to December, but still this year. And honestly, maybe even be better for that game to kind of get out of the way of some of the other October games that are dropping right, right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this will be more like High on Life and Callisto Protocol are going to be like the December games, right? And uh, it's it got a lot less competition for that time, time period, and it's going to be in Game Pass. So the whole like holiday sales thing doesn't necessarily really 100% matter for that either right so i think that uh that's a good spot for it but um anybody looking for anything specific at gamescom or that you're really excited about or you just want to see keely excited for keely <laughs> jasper are you not, excited to see keely's uh, face well not necessarily keely show but xbox has dropped some major like teases for games in the past at gamescom that's where we got halo wars 2 so if they want to drop a big surprise halo wars 3 uh, that would be nice. Also, that's where they announced Age of Empires Definitive Edition remakes and stuff in the past. So maybe Age of Empires Xbox yeah. would be amazing. Those are my two big kind of hopes out of Gamescom. Other than that, it's just everything else is just a plus. Yeah. Um, Kate, you're looking forward to it. Uh, co-streaming it. 
with with me, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she was disappointed that at the time of it because it's kind of during the day, so she yeah, may have but to. But I should be able to be there. I don't know how long it's going to be. Does anybody the know fucking, that? I mean, the wouldn't. Xbox one is so long; it's going to be so much talking. I think that that's going to be a major disappointment for a lot of people. It's eight a.m. to two p.m. I think, or something like that. Oh, jeez. So it's going to be a lot of dev talk, I think, in that show. Yeah. Um, Are you going to stream so, it for six hours? Um, I don't know. I, I didn't know that. Um, I, I know the opening night live thing is the big show. It's that's a, where the, that's the Keeley show, show, and you know they'll have like some. He says surprising things are going to be there. Plus, he also has been putting out promos about some of the stuff that's already known to be there. Um, I was kind of going to go through a little bit of a list. I think Ubisoft said they're supposed to be here, but they haven't announced the show, so I don't know if they're just going to drop well, their games on like Keeley's thing or something. They have a Ubisoft forward coming in September, okay? So that's them. But I think EA, EA's got some announcements to make because supposedly Need for Speed is still slated for November, right? And they were supposed <laughs> to make an announcement in September or something. I don't know when they're going to do it. If it's going to be random. We've seen a lot of random stuff lately, you know. Well, that's how they did Apex. They just a day before, and then they dropped it the next day. So right. days they can do short announcements. Um, so the opening night live, Keeley said, um, "Sonic Frontiers, Hogwarts Legacy, Callisto Protocol, the Outlast Trials." I do not know what that is. Um, Gotham Knights. Is that- what, that horror game where you like have a handy cam or whatever and just <laughs> oh it is the outlast I think it's game the VR oh, version, okay yeah i think it's the vr version it's the next yeah i think it's the vr outlast game okay i know it i know that's a horror franchise um gotham knights unknown worlds new ip um what have they made before does anybody know unknown worlds off the top of their head uh i've heard the name i've heard the name too but like they have a new IP game. Um, they have made... Oh, they made Subnautica. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a very popular game. Uh, there's a lot of people that love Subnautica. Uh, yeah. H- Honkai Star Rail. I remember we saw that at the last Keeley show. And this was like a mobile game that's like anime inspired. <laughs> but like, man, this one specifically looks fucking sick, dude. The mm-hmm. Honkai Star Rail, that was like 80s cartoon, like brought to like brought to life in like all the best kind of ways. Um, I have my eye on that game. I what baby? I just said, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're not a fan of anime, <laughs> totally, bro. But like Hon- the Honkai Star Rail, uh, I have my eyes on that one. And it's I think it may be made by the same people that made Genshin Impact, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that keep your eye on Honkai Star Rail. It's right now. I think it's just announced for mobile, but I don't know. I'm hoping it comes to everything. <laughs> uh, goat Simulator Three is going to be there. I know that you're excited for that, Jasper, because you like goats. That's all right. I played the first one. Yeah, you, it looks so dumb. Yeah, what <laughs> game every time I see it? Um, High <laughs> on Life is going to be there. The Expanse Telltale series that's based on the Amazon show The Expanse, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, and then Return to Monkey Island, uh, plus more. So, as the more is probably a bunch of commercials. Uh, I wonder if um, we're ever gonna see anything about Sims 5. I know it was confirmed, 
that's an EA game. So if EA's doing anything, it would be from them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So well, they could EA could have be at the show. Yeah, but I I I think he would have teased something like more like bigger if he's getting some EA stuff there. And I don't know if EA has a history of announcing things at Keeley shows. Not I mean, I don't even remember. think EA has a really a history of being at Gamescom, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, or anything, any big shows lately. I mean, they didn't even go to do E3 yeah. stuff this year or whatever that was. Uh, Alvin with the $10 super chat. Appreciate you, Alvin. He says, um, I know people will doubt, but I'm hoping for some info on Perfect Dark. Even a quick dev interview or some concept art just says it's coming along very well. Uh, there was some comments from like the old voice actress from Perfect Dark talking about it uh, that I saw on Twitter. Um, I don't know how much she knows about the game or whatever, but uh, um, sounds like she was excited for it. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. We need updates on a lot of these games, man. Uh, there's a lot of them that have been announced that we haven't hey. been getting updates on. Speaking of, yeah, brand new Black Myth Wukong stuff just dropped yeah does it look amazing it's got ray tracing yeah, they got uh yeah it's got 48 <laughs> seconds i dropped in the dms 48 seconds of gameplay and then ign just dropped a six minute uh um cut scene from the game where did, we learn more about the characters did they talk oh, about platforms at all yet nope nope they talked about nvidia because it's gonna have dlss and ray tracing okay I think it'd be maybe a PC but yeah. primary experience at first, maybe, and then come later to consoles. I think they're putting it on consoles. Nah, I think it's coming to consoles right away. Current gen. So you think there's I a, think they're gonna make it all maybe a behind the scenes bidding war for this game right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Could oh, be. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, you should see it. It looks freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the ten dollars super chat. Um yeah, I'm excited for Perfect Dark. I'm excited for Avowed. We don't know what the holiday 2023 holds. What's the over under on one of those two games for holiday 2023? What game what? again? Perfect Dark. I'm and thinking, what about Hellblade? Oh, Is Hellblade, Hellblade, Hellblade Dark's Hellblade like 2026, 2027. You think about so? For sure. Yeah. Well, Crystal Dynamics has about been working sure. on Perfect Dark. So, how far out you do you think Perfect Dark is? Two years? I said 2026. Uh, Are you for real with that? that no, yeah. no, not that far. No, no. I'm thinking 2024, possibly. It's a chance it right. could be 2023, but I'm thinking more 2024. Um, for 2023 holiday, I think it's a toss up between uh, Hellblade 2 and Avowed. Uh, if one of those is ready sooner, which I think Avowed is probably the one that'll be ready sooner, yeah. that might get moved to earlier in 2023 but um like let, let's say september ish but uh, unless if crystal dynamics moves like their whole fucking team over i it's still like a long way away i think like i think perfect dark holiday 2024 hellblade 2 spring of 2024 and i think then you throw in outer worlds to summer of 2024 and i mm. think that's your lineup Right on. So, yeah. Um, so definitely a valve for 2023 holiday. Yeah, 100. percent We all They're thought that they were going to have that. See, I just, I just see Perfect year. Dark as kind of like what 
Beyond Good and Evil was. Like they showed like a just a logo, and then like the next year you got like a, maybe a CG cutscene or like how Metroid was with Nintendo. You just get a logo, <laughs> and then that game's just dark for fucking six years. <laughs> no, I think yeah. they're too far along. I think they had the base built out of Perfect Dark, and I think Crystal Dynamics is just putting up the rest. And I don't think it's going to take them that long. So, yeah, I think they've got what the game is. Mm-hmm. And then once they figure that out and then like Drew Murray moved on probably at, at that point, I, I don't think he just, I think when he left uh, and the initiative, I think he left them in a, in a good place um, most likely. And then uh, it wasn't too long after that, that, that we got that crystal dynamics announcement of them helping out with the initiative and, you know, initiative is still a tiny team compared to a lot of the other teams at xbox i mean they're very small right but it's a small core that's very talented right they've had some they've had some uh turnover there as well they've lost guys during covid and stuff and brought in other ones and things like that but um bringing in crystal dynamics is such a big studio that just don't see it i think you have to go above and beyond what original perfect dark was and they also have to recreate that identity with like modern like controls graphics see i think i think that stuff is what the initiative got they got the feel like probably of the game and what the core concepts of the end of the game are and like like the layout of everything and like and then they'll say here here's the template here we got it down you need to like make it pretty you know what i mean you're getting to implement all this stuff and uh that's what i would assume i don't know how how that goes right maybe they're just working hand in hand back and forth as well it's an interesting situation, dude. I don't know, but I 2026 sounds like that's just like for me, that's like too far because you're talking about a game that we knew they were working on something for a couple years before the game was even announced, right? So when the game was announced, people knew that they had already been working on it. And then when they announced it, it's like, oh, when's it coming out? And then what it's been two years now since then. So uh, when it, it wasn't announced in 2020 or 2019? 21? No, it was before 21. It was part of the, it wasn't part of those five games that were shown at that E3 two years ago. Or was it at the Game Awards? Y'all remember? Chat? It was the Game Awards, but last year was Hellblade again, I think. So it was Game Awards 2020. 2020. So it's been yeah. almost two years since it was announced, and we know that they've been working on it for okay, a I'll while before that. I'll go down to you. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere between 2024 and was building at the same time, too, man. Right. So they had yeah. such a small team. The first the year, so. they probably came up with basic, very basic stuff. You know what I mean? They probably did storyboarding the first yeah. year and figured out the plot and the location and that kind of stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then went decision making process on a lot of things, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that too. I, I just, this game just feels like it's difficult to get what kind of game you want out of it. Do you want like more splinter cell out of it now? Or do you want more first person shooter? Cause that was a weird game back in the day. It's, it's first like person. How, yeah, I know. But it's like, how do you want it to be more stealthy? Do you want it to be more actiony? Like, I think that's a difficult. It's more actiony, actiony. I think, this time around because they talked about the parkouring and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. That the movement was a big deal. So I think you're going to have your moments where you're stealth and you're planning out how you're going to break into places or whatever the case may be. But then I think from there it's going to get actiony once you get in. So I think it's going to go John Wick style in a lot of ways. Yeah. Does that excite you or no? 
Yeah. Besides me, especially with all the different tools and stuff, gadgets that she has, weapons. Mm-hmm. Remember all the different weapons in Perfect Dark? That was a cool part. Uh, there's gadgets, so many different things yeah. they could do with it. Yeah, the gadgets and all that kind of stuff. It'd be super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. There's so much variety coming, right? Like, this between that and, I mean, like, let's say, like, next year, Avowed comes out. Let's say that early 2024, you have Hellblade 2, and then you have Perfect Dark to round out that year. But then you have also all these other projects. I mean, we're just talking about a few of them. There's like 20 games that we know about, right, from Xbox. So we're only focused on a handful right now. It's like um, it's really going to be interesting to figure out where everything lands. Fable, you got to think about Fables mixing up in there somewhere as well. 2025 yeah I, I think the ones that are the furthest out right now it, it just based on some of the you know feedback and stuff would be like your state of the k3 um your everwild obviously because of the kind of it being rebooted in uh, internally type of thing um elder scrolls would be another one uh, Fallout Five. Th- those are going to be your long Fallout tail Fives ones. Like twenty twenty or twenty thirty five. <laughs> next <laughs> gen. Next gen. I, you know what? The weird thing about Fallout, I think we do get an earlier Fallout, but I I just think it's not going to be by Bethesda. I think it'll Correct. be a toss up between Enixile and and Obsidian. I think there will be an in between Fallout title, not necessarily in the vein of like a New Vegas, but that there'll there'll be another fallout before them but uh, uh, actual numbered fallout will be you know like you said 20 20, 30 or something type of thing (laughs) and what about in exile right you know like i think they have a game ready next year you think so you think it could be that soon they've they've looking at the history of in exile they're not a studio that takes a long damn time to make a game right um now i i don't know if they're gonna go bigger than they've ever gone before so it might take them longer than usual but like if you look at their track record it's like wow they're pretty consistent with releases and stuff so with n exile it's interesting they're working on more than one project too they're working on um two at least two games right and everyone wants to do wasteland right yeah Mm -hmm. wasteland three is fantastic you can like crank those kind of games out because you it's not like as complex as building like a three D stuff. So. Yeah, but this one is supposed to be a more triple A. They want to take the next mm-hmm. step, so this is definitely gonna be a bigger project. We got compulsion in there too. Compulsion yeah. is gonna be right compulsion will be next year, years. you think? Maybe next year. I was hoping they would have been next year, but I, I get this sense Maybe. that it's an even further out type of thing. Maybe. I think they I think they're like in between Hellblade two and Project Mara from Ninja Theory. I think it'll fall in between there. Hmm. Although I would have thought Project Mara would have already been released by now or, or coming close. Because I thought it was a, like a smaller, almost like 12 minutes type experience thing that they were, you know, testing out before they go all in on Hellblade 2. But what, what I need to do is take like, write the name of all these projects and these games that Xbox has announced that are all coming to Game Pass and everything. And I need to take like a board and I need to have like 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027. I'm not going past that. I forbid it. And then like throw the cards out there and just see where they land. And that'll be my predictions, right? For the entire <laughs> full Xbox library. Because who the fuck really knows? I mean, we can kind of assume 
But a lot of the assumptions that well, I had made in the past know. were like, completely wrong. Right. <laughs> what about Rare? Everwild or whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But then even past that, no one's Activision Blizzard is in the fold. Then you got all their games that are coming, like that survival one that they're working on, right? So um, on Xbox 2, they were talking about that game a little bit earlier. I guess it's called Project Odyssey. But um, that is going to be a big franchise. Blizzard doesn't make like something that's just a small deal, right? Anything to Blizzard makes something, it's a big deal, right? So that game's going to be a big IP, and it's going to be an Xbox one, right? So it's hmm. going gonna, gonna to be really interesting to see, like how the next four years play out because with the Xbox gaining all this market share and, and leading in value already without that stable of games, that stable of games is coming. Right. So what's going to happen then, you know, like it's, it's maybe, and I think, you know, you're talking about that yesterday too, Pong with Everborn, uh, shot to Everborn's theory that like, that's why I've seen a lot more PC stuff right now and less big time announcements from Xbox. Cause they're holding off until that Activision Blizzard deal is done. Then they're going to release the gauntlet of, of excitement and news and everything and just celebrate and then maybe go make it another acquisition at that point mm-hmm. as well. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, right, right now it's like a waiting game for this to, to happen. And, uh, 2023 man is the, we said 2022 was the start. We were wrong. I was wrong. I didn't expect Starfield and Redfall to get delayed, you know. But 2023 is really going to be the start of this. Yeah, we're in the end game now. We're in the yeah. end game now, right? <laughs> um, it, it, there'll be no end in sight, really. I mean, once this gets rolling. Um, and Payload's going to get better. They'll finally get the Forge and get the content flow going, and that game's going to last the whole generation. Um, the fact that you can build SpongeBob or or uh, <laughs> Minecraft stuff, in right? That game. Or even Mario Kart, like just the the possibilities are endless on that thing. I'm telling you, people will be making their own games in that Forge engine. They like, will. It's like I don't know if you all like saw like stuff with Trials HD, but people made like yeah. third person shooters in Trials HD like, back in the day. <laughs> so it's like once like people get a hold of it, it's going to be crazy shit coming out of that game. Did you see the zombie mode? Somebody already got yeah, a zombie man. mode up and running? Look crazy. <laughs> like a real one or like the zombies we used to get with Halo, like with the like everybody's just elites no, with like, a sword. From like Call, of Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh Call really? Of Duty zombies. Yeah. They have like work and mystery boxes and all kinds of stuff. Yes. And you can upgrade your guns and it will give you the variant that's in the campaign. <laughs> so you get like the strong sentinel beam or like the lock on rocket and stuff. Oh, God. With that <laughs> engine and with the gameplay that Halo Infinite has, right? One thing, nobody can say that Halo Infinite has bad gameplay, right? Like, that game is feels amazing when you're it's playing it. It's got bad netcode. It's just got, it's right now it's got bad <laughs> netcode. And uh, it's lacking in consistent content updates, right? But once that Forge mode releases, dude, uh, there's going to be, like, imagine everything that they've done already with the Forge modes of the past with Halo and all these game modes that they made, with the what we're seeing with this one... It's not just like moving some objects around to make a map, you know, and making some no. interesting things. This is make you can Scripting. make everything. It's like physics and all this stuff. And dude, I'm I'm pumped for that, bro. <laughs> Somebody made today. I saw the uh, Mario Kart. They made the banana 
Mm-hmm. It work. The banana peels spin. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. We're no. going to have Halo yeah. Kart? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somebody's going to invest the time to make a great Halo Kart game with you the monsters. You wanted your Xbox Kart shit. Racer. It's coming with Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a grunt driving a car. You're going to have Master Chief driving a car. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, what What is like the uh, number one thing that you are excited about with Forge? Because Jasper, you actually mess around with Forge a lot, right? I mean, I used to back in three, but I haven't really done it since then. I'm just excited for the potential of just like that people can make out of it. Like that's what I'm more excited about. It's just the potential. Yeah. Shout out to Lemon uh, One Hundred Eight Dragons TV, a great channel over there with a five dollars super chat. How you doing, bro? Uh, appreciate you. He says. In a console's first two years of life, no big titles usually comes out. It took God of War 2018 five years before PS5 before PS4 launch. These systems are still young. You're 100 right, dude. Like, um, I would say the Xbox One had a few like decent like uh, first couple years, and they had a big lull actually like after that for a while. Uh, but PS4, you're right, had like not a lot of good stuff to begin that generation for them. Um, they were just coming off of like the success of the last of us. Right. Um, and so they had some hype around the brand and kind of Xbox screwed things up with the whole, uh, launch of that generation with the, you know, the, the marketing and, and stuff oh, and Donnie Matrix. hundred dollars more, less system. powerful, all that stuff. It's kind of killed them at the time, but PS4 took advantage of it and they didn't have a lot of the games, but they had a good system. Right. And then eventually they got the games, right? That they had been spending all that damn time making years and years and years making those games, right? But nobody was really complaining too much back then. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, cool. It was great. Game, it was, gaming's great or whatever and, and all this stuff. And not, now it's like all we hear is about complaints about, about stuff with games. But at the same time, we can't keep up with the amount of shit we have to play. Like <laughs> this month alone is absolutely amazing. I bought like four or five games already. And I don't have time to play any of them because I'm just keep like switching between them all. And now Saints I got Saints Rose out next week. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to add that to the list. I'm going to add what else is coming out. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming out and September, there's more stuff coming and then October. And then guess what? No, November, it has great stuff coming. Then December has great stuff coming. Then, you know, the first six months of 2023, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, my God, 2023 is going to be the uh, next big year where we finally have that like monster year of gaming, I think, with big releases. We already have it with a lot of other stuff, but big releases. Um, is it too big? You guys think right now, over the first six months, you think things are going to get lost in the shuffle? Or no? no I think just, the, la- the second just... six months is going to be bigger. <laughs> Like, I mean, you can just speed run a game like Dead Space. Just give it three days. You'll beat it. You know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you speed run stuff because you can figure out how to glitch through or jump yeah. over stuff. And yeah, nah, I, I, I think 2023 is going to be the year of the backlog. It, it's just like we're, we're going to have our subscription service. We're going to play a game like, oh, this is cool. Oh, did you see they just dropped this in Game Pass or they just dropped this on PS Plus? And people are going to be like, ah, all right, let me give that a try. And then they get hooked on that. And then there'll be some big announcement 
oh, there's a state of play or XO show, and it just showed two new games, and we'll get those like the later part of the year. And oh, by the way, there's this game dropping in Game Pass and PS Plus next week. It's like, yeah, it's going to be backlog central next yeah. year. But I, for, I forgot about Soul Hackers 2's coming out like next week too, and that game's actually getting <laughs> solid reviews. And I'm a JRPG fan from the past, and this actually looks kind of like more traditional in some ways as well from those types of games. I'm like, oh, I fucking got it. I'm going to have to play that game. Uh, you know, then the deal field Chronicle Pong Pong and I are fucking really pumped for that. I mean, holy crap, dude. Hell yeah. This generation is so much better than last with the types of games that are coming to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Just saying, um, shout out to lemon again, hit us with the, another, yeah, we uh, got halo two again last year. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, hit, Lemon hit us with another five dollars super chat. One away dragons TV again, uh, guys. Check it out. Uh, he says, "New year, next year, we will be complaining about too many games, not enough HDD space. We need to relax and be patient. The entitled is killing me. Stop it. Yeah, absolutely, bro. That's right. These kids, Lemon. These kids these days. The entitlement. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you were correct. I mean, it's, look, look for reals though. Like, think back to when we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this several times, right? Okay, you got the wall at Toys R Us of, of fucking cards that you have to, you know, pull out and you go to the magic window and bring in your card and they give you your game. How often did I get to go do that as a kid? Not very often. We didn't have a lot of money, right? You know, the games were 50 bucks back then, 60 bucks, and that mm-hmm. comparing it to today, that's a lot more than back then, right? And, yeah. you know... We we get a get a console maybe a year after it comes out at Christmas time if you're lucky and that's what you get you know then you get one game I remember at Christmas time getting to go to like the store that opened up called the Toy Liquidation Center and they had Sega Master System games in there right and they were fifteen dollars was like all old Sega Master System games and I would get to get like three of those I was like yes I have stuff to play for like six months. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And I didn't get a new game list was like a Tecmo or something, but Blockbuster was amazing. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? And and also like uh, the movie, other movie places that had video games because it wasn't just Blockbuster originally. It was other other a bunch of other places. And that's why like RTS and strategy games were so like popular. I think back in the day because you could spend a billion hours doing the same thing and just like not new games coming out all the time. So you just yeah. play Age of Empires all the time. Yeah, but think about how we had to deal with we dealt with that back then. It was amazing. We didn't complain about it. We just loved to get games and hope to get the games. But now somebody can literally go and spend fifteen dollars an entire month, which is the equivalent of three rent game rentals from when I was like nine years old. Right. (laughs) And you have access to play hundreds of games and games coming out that are new dropping in there. And some of the biggest games out there are coming in there and all you got to do is pay $15. You can tuck and take out the trash every day for like uh, a couple weeks, get an allowance or whatever. I mean, you, whatever you could figure out a way, even as a kid to come up with $15, right. To pay for a game pass ultimate subscription and you get all that shit. Now take it even further. Let's say you can't afford the 300 or 400, 500 bucks, whatever to go get a console. Well, Hey mom, you know, I'll, uh, you know, $25 a month or $30 a month for like this, like all access. And it already comes with the games. It already comes with the games, mom. You know what I mean? I'll look, I'll do like more chores than I ever had before. 
like this shit like these kids have access to all this stuff yeah. now and then it's and next month it's well mom this new game's not on that service you just bought me <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true but like the value is like so more the 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 barrier of entry into gaming is so low so low and that's I mean, one of the reasons it's growing so much play games now yeah and now kids don't even expect to have to pay for games, right? <laughs> like, what is Battlefield seventy dollars? Like, what is it? Like, I'm playing Fortnite and, and Warzone. Why do I got to pay for seventy dollars to play a, or a shooter? You know, that's what that's like. A, a lot of the mentality is, you know, like they're used to playing games on mobile devices and tablets and and PC and a lot of free games. And it's like, well, what do you mean we have to pay for stuff? And uh, I think it's like it, the whole industry is changing, but because of this mentality, but it's also like the user base is so big now. Gaming's been accepted into the mainstream, right? Where it was not back then that it's like every family, not every family, but most families have a game console, right? And if you, if you don't, then you still have access into the ecosystem. Now a kid can find a way to get into it just with an iPad, Right. Through their phone or for their phone, if their kids are talking about Fortnite and they don't have a console because their parents won't buy them one, but they have the iPad, guess what? They can go to like the Xbox Play and make an account without their parents knowing and make a Fortnite account and play Fortnite on the iPad, right? Like, there's so many ways into these ecosystems now, and without even having to buy the damn games, it's absolutely crazy. And these, the entitlement is huge, man, because guess what. The entitlement's so bad that, like we talked about earlier, if something goes onto a different service and they, they like, they bitch about it. And it's just like weird. Yeah, I used know? to get fucked by GameStop employees over like <laughs> well, a several on, year period. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, was, was there consent? <laughs> yeah, I, they said three dollars. I was like, oh yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> <What's it? laughs> oh okay. I paid thirty last week, but now it's three dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> I used to see what I used to do though was like I would trade my games in like right after I beat them, so that way I got like the thirty four thirty five dollars because if you traded them in like when they had the they had all these bonuses back in the day like forty percent or fifty percent extra if you trade towards something, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I their trading value is like twenty five or thirty bucks. If, if you're I, a pro member, you can sign up today and you get an extra two dollar bonus on top of that. I still have my. <laughs> I was a pro member at GameStop before they even had power up, before yeah. they had cards, and then they came up with the power up cards, and they gave me the cards. Now they don't use the cards anymore, so I'm still in the habit. If I go into a GameStop, which doesn't happen very often, I pull up my GameStop power up rewards card, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm, I'm ancient." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I got credit on here from 2011, you know, um, like there's like GameStop, like it, it was an avenue even for me to be able to play more games, right? Because I, I could get like a game and then guess what? If I traded it in, then I and I traded it in at the right time, then I maybe only had to pay 25 bucks for the new game that came out. And I did that all the damn time. I did not have the ability to buy new games and just keep them. Right. It wasn't even like possible. So it's kind of sucks. Like same thing with systems. Sell them all the damn time to get the new system. Right. But uh, man, now the kids just like get one system and they play it for 10 years and have all these games for free. Like it's insane, dude. Absolutely insane. Spoiled little brats. Be grateful. (laughs) 
<laughs> I used to have to beg my mom to like, hey, can we go up to GameStop next weekend? <laughs> so I can get fucked? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get fucked for $3, mom. Take me to GameStop. <laughs> so, what, Jasper? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, memories. Pong used to work at Funko Land. Yeah, he was one of the people fucking. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, how many? How many? Ja- how many Jaspers did you fuck, uh, Pong Soul? Oh, <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. Zero. No, we had to Criminal. sell the uh, the the thing that we had to do was sell the uh, Nintendo cleaners, the pink cleaners. Remember that we? Had oh packs? yeah, you remember those? Oh, yeah, because yeah. we got uh, we got five bucks bonus uh, for every one of those that we sold. So we had to push those like nonstop. Like, oh yeah, yeah you got to get this. Oh, you're buying a used Nintendo. Oh yeah, this thing needs to be cleaned. You need to get one of these. You're gonna have to take care of it. Yeah, yeah that's what we had to push. <laughs> wow. And the CD. Remember the CD cleaners? Yep, CD cleaners. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a brush glued onto a CD disc. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's safer for the lens, fuzzy. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I got a job at Blockbuster. Just so I could get to have one free game checked out all the time. Yeah. And it was amazing. That's still my favorite job I've ever had. Oh, and also, like, back in the day, like, going to rent a video game, like, you didn't know if you were just going to get absolutely fucked by the person that had it before and just, like, rubbed it on concrete. So you're like, you get home, you put it in, it doesn't work, you got to go back. It's like, Jesus yep. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Sucked. I I always looked at them in the, before I, like, I left with left. that game. Yeah, yeah like, no, they, I look at this. Just, I'm not taking this home. <laughs> right yeah now Funko Land all my paychecks just went like they weren't supposed to but they just went to games because I had full, <laughs> something new would come out like when Mortal Kombat came out right yeah for Genesis and everybody found out that the blood was in Genesis well it instantly became the hottest thing well we didn't have to wait in line or anything when we cracked those boxes back then we just set aside all of our copies right out the gates even if that meant some of the reservations didn't get them so we were just like yep nope these are ours so that was I instantly just cashed my paycheck and it went to games yeah <laughs> <So>. that's awesome <laughs> man that's a that's the days though dude like uh, I remember renting a console from Blockbuster Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that was the thing. You had to give me your ID and stuff, you know, like, and it was like 25, 30 bucks, something like that. And you got to keep it for like five days, six days, yeah. something. But it, it was, I mean, think about all the things we had to do to try and figure out a way to play games and, and these spoiled little rotters running around now, just everything given to them, gaming wise. And it's even more accepted too. You know what I mean? Like when we're when we're younger, you know, it was like taboo. You know, you're you play you're, you're a gamer. You know, like you can say it in public. You know what I mean? You get, what are you doing with your life? You're just gonna be homeless on the street corner when you grow. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, neck beard. I'm 12. I can't even grow facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. And now if parents just hand their kids like a fucking video game, like, hey, shut up, I don't want to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you use like, well, I love gaming. It keeps my kid from bothering me, because kids don't go outside anymore. They just stay in the house and annoy you. So... Um, <laughs> They're on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Another phone, <laughs> Xbox, iPad, listening to music, you know, watching TV. It's pretty much what kids do now these days. Um, Alright, so... Wow, we went on a little tangent there. I'm sorry. Uh, anybody like else looking forward to anything else at Gamescom? 
I'm hoping we get more than just the series two in white as far as the controller. Because typically Gamescom they'll they'll mention something about controllers. Um I would love to hear about mm, a series three, yeah. but like I know that's further out. Um I I'm fingers crossed we get that family plan announcement. Just that that needs to happen before the holidays. I wanna I wanna save some more money and and have it where I don't have to have like three subscriptions and whatnot for, for the boys to have everything on their computers and their Xbox and their phones and all that stuff. So uh, outside of that, I would love for some of the third party companies to start showing stuff or even Sony to start showing stuff. Like there's, there's been two Sony leaks recently, but who knows when they're going to have a showcase of their own. I think one of them was what hell divers two, Um, and then one by, I forget the name of the company. It's like something bullet or something like that, I think, or something bomb or I forget what the heck the company is called, but I would love to see something from them because they've been kind of quiet <laughs> as of recent other than, you know, God of war Ragnarok, but, as far as on uh, the third party end of things, EA definitely needs to say something about, you know, Need for Speed. Um, I know they have another game that they're supposed to be talking about. Like, it's either something Apex related or Titanfall related or something along those lines. I think that they have coming up here soon, um, or or that they've been hinting to that they've been working on something. They won't say Titanfall, and it's. I, I don't know if it's directly Apex related or something along those lines, but we'll we'll see. But um, yeah, outside of that, getting to see more of Callista Protocol, getting to see more of uh, High on Life, which yeah, pushed to December, which is probably for the best, <laughs> considering how packed October was already. Um, I think yeah, High on Life is probably the biggest thing, and Callista Protocol updated footage those are two big ones just hoping Callisto protocol is still for 2022 there is uh another big thing that's like not necessarily xbox related but it's tech related amd is going to be there so we'll probably get to see the new processors or new graphics cards there 40 series and do you think uh, so the five nanometer yeah uh, am5 chipset i don't know anything about any of that shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like um don't they usually have a big like nvidia like show or like a game like an amd show to announce that stuff well yeah amd's gonna be there on the 26th no i mean like their show. own like oh so this is like yeah they AMD's would broadcast their bit, own show think, right okay i, yeah, got I think you. amd last year announced like graphics cards here or something really mm. yeah okay yeah, I mean, maybe so. I know that a lot, I know a lot of people were like, "Well, I'm, I see the thirty cards out available now, but I'm waiting now because it's so close to the four thousand series coming out." So, um, is that something you're going to be in, interested in, Jasper? Uh, you upgrade the, your PC. The thing is, with the new chipset, I have to fucking redo the motherboard, and then I have to get a new processor. <laughs> so it's just like a, so much more expensive, <laughs> right? Um, Pong Soul's waiting on a 4000 series PC. He's going to he's going to go all in. Get off the <laughs> surface tablet. I wish. I wish, man. <laughs> I do wish. Uh, no, Gamescom though is going to be cool. Um, 
again, I'm expecting some surprises. Uh, I think Xbox is going to show out again. It's I'm not claiming E3 here or anything crazy, but I definitely think we're going to get some surprises that we weren't uh, thinking about. I'm yeah. interested in the cloud stuff uh, mm-hmm. that's coming. Um, I want to see more Sonic Frontiers. Uh, they've got to have a better showing, and uh, I'm hoping to see that there. And I'm actually interested in the uh, Dying Light 2 DLC, Bloody Ties, as well, mm. uh, which they're going to show there as well. So I really like Dying Light 2. So I'm going to get back to it at some point. Mm-hmm. Steel and I have like 50-some hours into it, I think. So, um, But that DLC looks pretty damn it's hard cool. to get back in that so. game. Just like the way the controls are, they're so weird for every other game. Like I tried, and it's like... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, it takes it takes a while. Yeah. It really does. It takes like the first hour to get back into it again. But uh, it's such a great game. So yeah. I really like it. I'm hoping for a couple things that I don't think we're going to get. But one of them is I'm hoping Age of Empires 4 announcement for console happens with the Xbox. You know, um, it's not necessarily a new game, so it wouldn't be like huge earth shattering news. But I know a lot of people are looking forward to that on console, me included. And uh, I think it would be a big deal if they do that. Um, they talked about adding mouse and keyboard support to the cloud also uh, uh, for consoles as well. So maybe that could be a precursor to them putting Age of Empires on console and Game Pass as well, right? Potentially. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that announcement whenever that comes. I'm hoping... It's this coming week um, with maybe a release date for this year. Right. Like uh, maybe even soon. Right. Uh, surprise type deal. And uh, the other thing is. Um, oh, geez. What was the other thing? Now I can't remember what the other thing that I was excited for that I really wanted to see. I got too hyped on Age of Empires. Anyway, if it comes back to me, there's people talking about Goldeneye potentially being here too. Yeah, yeah. This is killing me, man. Y'all talk about something. Do we have to wait until September for (laughs) Deathloop news or word on it coming to Xbox? That was the other thing. Okay, fuzzy. Thank you. Yeah, Deathloop. I'm hoping for a Deathloop announcement. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I I I think the game came out in September, but. I, it's got to be close to that year time where they could at least say something like and downloadable today or downloadable September 3rd or whatever, you know, Deathloop coming to Xbox Game Pass day and date. And, you know, here's some extra content or some new skins for, uh, uh, for is it Colt? I think his name is Colt. I, I haven't played it in so long, <laughs> but yeah, I think they give him like, give him like new skins or something along those lines and um, some new weapons or Maybe even a new PvP or PvE PV, PvPVE uh, version of it, where it might be able to be two cults in timeline or something. Right. I don't know, that that would be kind of cool. <laughs> so Deathloop came out on September fourteenth. Okay. So, I I think there was rumors about there being even DLC announced, or was there DLC announced for the PlayStation um, version as well? I don't think they did any DLC announcements for it. I I know that there was something on Twitter where they had hinted when people were asking about it coming to Xbox. I think they said, we'll, we'll have something special for when it's ready to be announced uh, on Xbox. I, I, cause I, I think per contract, they can't really talk about it yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping there's some like DLC or something additional that'll be kind of cool for when it does come over. 
Yeah. Okay, I give up. That website's trash. What I was, was going through the exhibitors list on Gamescom's website right. to see what they're, but there's 55 pages you got to sort through, and there's like 10 <laughs> on each fucking page, and it takes like a second to load. It's like, I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> why, why I'm not confident about hearing about Deathloop soon is because of the way that that Capcom contract was with Sony, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Resident Evil, and that was just for marketing rights. This is like a whole ass exclusivity deal, you know? And uh, even though if it's timed, I don't know how those contracts are written. But if it was written anyway, like the marketing contract for Resident Evil, that contract had like rights of refusal, uh, first refusal rights to match like offers from other companies. So they have to be presented with stuff. So I don't know how that changes or whatnot. Like you got any ideas, Pong? Yeah, I'm sure that that goes out the window when Microsoft buys them when they're first party because that would make it could be sense. like a stipulation sure that, in there. Like, yeah, that's like one part of the contract that there's no way that they could uphold because again, it would be Microsoft saying, "Okay, Sony, uh, yeah, we want to put it on Game Pass, and for you to block it, it's uh, we're offering ourselves 100 billion dollars." Okay, so, right? You know, what are you gonna do? Right? Right? <laughs> Right, so that makes sense. I I think that does go out the window. I think that that I hope so is null and void. Yeah, uh, but there was still a waiting period after the deal was up, right? So could they try and like still hold that to them, hold their feet to the fire I, just for the fuck again, of it? That's, you know, I don't that's know. lawyers. I'm sure Microsoft lawyers would be like, yeah, no, that's that doesn't right. count anymore because it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, they aren't their own company anymore. We now own them. They're our first party. So. There's no waiting period for anything. It's coming into our server. I don't know. Uh, yeah, their lawyers come back and say something like, uh, be thankful we let you have the game to begin with. <laughs> or we honored right. the original contract. It's true. And they also can still hold that Call of Duty shit over their head a little bit. <laughs> like, this is, as somebody, I, remember, I forgot who said it, but somebody was saying, you know, that they're, they got like, a, I think it was Psycho. You know, they got, you know, this asset to use in like these negotiations with Call of Duty. Right. Yeah, like, I said that it was a chess piece that they were chess acquiring. Piece, yeah. Of yeah. course, you take credit. Of course, I would, because I said it multiple times. <laughs> I'm just on multiple kidding. Shows. Yeah. No, you have for sure. I know. Um, it's negotiations, baby. Yeah, for sure, man. I think it's uh it is a big deal. You know, when you have more things like that, like with stuff that is on another platform that you have control over, like, hey, look, you know, we'll give you this, and you just ease up a little bit. And maybe Sony will do less exclusive third-party deals because Xbox finds a way to get them on their services anyway. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, guys, that's that's it. I miss Psycho, man. Mrs. Uh, taking us left all the time. <laughs> I hope I hope you I hope you're having fun, bro. Um, and I found out, you know my daughter was not feeling good before the show, but she's getting worse now. So. Um, we, we've been, we hit the two hour mark. We'll go ahead and get everybody out of here. I appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, but before we do go also, I want to say thank you, uh, to everybody. Appreciate everybody who watches all the content so much and, uh, all the channel members and, uh, everybody for like, if you want to like share, subscribe, appreciate that as well. Uh, never expected, but always appreciated. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, the channel members as well. Uh, so I actually, trying to figure out how to do this because 
the list got long enough to where OBS won't actually do the whole list on the streaming thing. So I had to do a different way of doing it. So I want to give a shout out and also for audio listeners as well to let you know who the uh, channel members are here on Fun Speculation. Shout out to the speculators. Chris Jones, I'm a Tony, John TJ, The Dusty Uno, Steel Rain, Jesse B, Def Leppard, Wandering Dutch, Ninja, Crimson Land 1, Rob C, Andy Cruz, RDM, Chipmunk, Nico Hunt, Big Mad Moe, Depka, Spooky, The Breathtaking Gamer, Vlad Dilev, Mr. X-Bot, Shane, Nola Oranges, Vic the Click, Susie, Topaz Girl, Dr. Dinglenut, Killinitis, Alvin, Dakato, The Wise Old Gamer, Italian Clowns, Master Clown, Micah Ford, Boogeyman, Black Sheep Weeb, TK Chillin', Darren, Dark CMF, Silent Cypher, Crazy Louie Gaming, Pong Soul, Game Pass Dad, Tony Grasso, Lord Roughness, Gamer by Choice, Geezer Prime, Chaos Theory, Lord Master Jasper, Reign of the Third Eye, 3-Bit, Matt Burns, Assassin Lupa, We Love You Lupa, We Miss You, KY Bob, and Back from the Dead. Whew. Thank you all. Appreciate you guys. All right. Uh, let's get everybody out of here. Chat, you guys rock. And again, thank you for everything and all the support you show to the show. Fuzzy Belvedere, the always fuzzy one. Where can everybody find you, sir? Just want to thank you guys for having me on here tonight. It was awesome. And thanks to everybody that came and watched this live and those who will catch us later. Uh, for anybody that just wants to hear my rambling on anything gaming, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, as well as you know, pod, uh, ah, I can't even talk tonight. PTK's uh, uh, shop podcast on uh, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, PTK Blam's channel, FSP on Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Fun Speculations channel, and Breakfast with Boom Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on uh, Double Barrel Gaming, and then right back here on Xbox Ultimate with the family, uh, 9 p.m. on Fun Speculations channel, Eastern Time. Awesome, man. Thanks, Thanks as always, Fuzzy. Uh, big part of what we do here. Appreciate you. Um, oh, geez. Now, who do I go to first? Uh, Pong Soul. The one and only, the, encyclop- <laughs> yeah. ga- P- the encyclopedia of gaming dating back to the very first game ever created. The one and only Pong Soul. Uh, thank you, as always, bro. Um, I- I'm glad you got your audio levels good. And uh, <laughs> where, can every- where can everybody find you? <laughs> I hate you. I know. Love you, man. <laughs> Go to hell. Uh, listen, <laughs> it's been great, fam. Uh, great to be here tonight, of course, brothers. Uh, Caitlin, sorry I had to jump out. and Sorry the daughter's not feeling well. Hopefully she gets better soon. Uh, but uh, great show tonight. Again, a lot of topics to talk about. Like I told Mav last night, we always talk about this. It's great to do the Thursday show and then come here and get different conversation and hear other people's opinions. Psycho, we missed you, brother. I did miss your, uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, definitely missed your opinions as well, brother. But uh, chat, you guys were all amazing. Uh, sorry I wasn't active in the chat. I had my YouTube closed because, uh, yeah, this restream yeah. and uh, – well, my I'm, surface just don't I'm, like each other. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to Zoom next week. Pong. Oh, you don't God. have to. No, <laughs> no, 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 it works out better for your setup. So it's it not a big. And we're switching to Zoom. Damn it! I care about you. I want you to have <laughs> no, a good experience don't. when you're sitting in that. I have a chair. great experience. I no. still talked all night tonight. We're, I just didn't have YouTube up. That's all. We're switching to Zoom. It's, okay, it's well, final. Whatever. You might whatever. be able to pull up your YouTube chat on the phone or something if you really care. 
I probably could, but I didn't want to take up any more Wi-Fi just in case. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Restream is heavy uh, on the resources a little bit. It is. It's very yeah. bad. But anyways, it doesn't matter. If I had a normal computer, I'd be fine. But yeah. chat, you guys were amazing. Thanks for showing up again. We can't do this without you. There would be no point to doing this. We would just be chatting. So thank you for all being here. Nothing but love and respect. Tomorrow morning, set those alarms right now. While you're listening to me, just go set them. It's very easy. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. BST Time. My brother from another Steel Rain and I back with Living Split Screen. You know, I'm going to say three plus hours, but you know it's going to go four. It's just, it's Steel and I, so whatever. Buckle up, get ready, get get your all your daily plans in order because we're going to cover you from morning till afternoon. Be there tomorrow morning, living split screen. And then, of course, tomorrow night, like Fuzzy said, PTK Blam's channel with Fuzzy, with myself. And tomorrow night, we have Dr. Mo uh, on the podcast. So that's going to be a great one. Saturday night, done the right way, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. We're going to have great, great, great discussions. Be there or be square. And then Tuesday's Xbox Factor podcast Probably not going to be there this week again, but it don't matter. It's Mr. Boomstick. It's Double Barrel Gaming. Be there anyways. All good things green. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Full panel every Tuesday. And then Thursday, Mav and I back at it. P.m. in the P.M. Pong and Mav in the P.M. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Man, this week was fun. We had a great show last night. Go check it out. We even missed topics last night because we talked about so much. We got done with the show. We're like, oh, shit. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, But anyways, be there every Thursday because who knows what's going to happen. We are coming into the fun time of this industry as we approach the holidays and the end of summer. Things are heating up. So be ready. Otherwise, it's Golden Age Gaming, people. Play what you love. Love what you play. Get out there this weekend and enjoy it. Have a great time, and I'm going to talk to you all real soon. Awesome. Thanks, as always, Pong Soul. Uh, Jasper? Where can everybody find the realist, the, the uh, Debbie Downer one? You can check me out at Lord Jasper on Twitter or Master Jasper on YouTube. If you're playing The Way of the Hunter, I just put out a couple of guides for some stuff in that game. So check that out if you're into that game. I need to watch your guides. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat Hall. I can't fucking kill Hollywood, dude. Oh, I, I was just talking about like collectible guys. But yeah, I mean, just shoot the deer. It's not that <laughs> well, I did. And he, <laughs> he bled everywhere and he didn't die. And like, I, I thought I shot him like four times. And like, he ran, wandered off into the woods and I went and followed him. He disappeared. He's probably just dead behind a tree now. <laughs> no, he's not dead because I saw him again later. He showed back up and he was fine. Man, I'm I was like, playing Way the Hunter like Call of Duty. He's no, opening up I was, rounds on these I was being patient. <laughs> I was being patient. I lined up my shot. He was laying down. I shot him like right, you know, like in the good spot, I thought. And uh, and then like he just like jumped up and wandered off and I shot him again. And then I shot him again. He's running away. And I'm like, what the fuck, Hollywood? Are you like invincible? And then he goes and wanders off. And then like I like have to follow a blood trail for like 30 minutes, you know, and then he's not there. It just stops. I follow a blood trail for 30 minutes. and The blood trail just fucking stops out of nowhere. That's like, where the, the body Hollywood? is. No, it wasn't. There was no body there because I was like, I guess I give up. I'll have to go try again tomorrow when I come back down the hill. And guess who's fucking sitting back in the spot where I shot him the very first time was fucking Hollywood, the the deer. I'm like, damn it, Hollywood, you're going to go back where you just got shot? Like, I didn't expect that. So then I shoot at him again and I miss and I'm like, oh, shit. And I got only one bullet left. And I, oh, no. So now I, my, van, my truck is like an hour away walk. 
I'm like, shit, so I gotta like respawn back at the damn building, and Hollywood's alive, laughing at my face, and I can't uh, I can't make my grandpa happy. Hey, way of the hunter, putting grenades for math, please. Putting grenades. <laughs> I need I need grenades. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Uh FSP Monday night, ten o'clock Eastern, uh fuzzy three bit, all them fun people. And then it's Xbox Ultimate Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern, and that's where I'm at. Thank you all for coming out tonight, and yeah, have fun. Yeah, I'm going to go kill Hollywood uh, tonight, probably. <laughs> I'm going to try again, um, set up shop. Um, appreciate everybody in the chat. You guys rock. Saw a lot of amazing people here, as as always. You guys are amazing. Um, and yeah, we'll have some Gamescom coverage next week. Uh, I don't know exactly what everything we're going to cover but we'll be here for opening night live and then throughout the week uh, for random stuff. So come check it out for live reactions and stuff. Um, if you saw the QuakeCon win the other day, kind of get an idea of what we do with that stuff. So if you've seen some of our E3 coverage as well, you kind of get an idea of what we do with that. And then I'll be playing some games uh, this coming week and also this weekend and then back for all of our shows. I think that's uh, Gamescom is an interesting day because that's the anniversary. I think when I put on the face cam for this channel, <laughs> it was is the it? first Gamescom stream. Yeah, was it? Wow, I think you're right, Jasper. Nice. Would that be your one year anniversary? I guess for face cam. Yeah, I was like maybe a month or two before that. It was like on your channel as a guest or something. But okay, interesting. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch. It, I feel like you've been here for like two months for some reason. <laughs> the time flies by dude i like you tell me that this channel's been here for two years it's hard to believe it really is punk soul like was in the fucking chat like just making fun of me playing trying to play halo and stuff all the time <laughs> uh, he was he was doing his thing giving out like little tidbits of news you know kind of how he always does you know like uh, oh did you see this italian magazine was doing this thing blah, blah, blah. um no we had a discussion about modern warfare yeah did yeah, we? Who, what was our favorite? Yeah, you asked me what my favorite Modern Warfare was, or what my favorite Call of Duty was, and I said the first Modern Warfare. And you were like, "That surprises me." Me too. Yeah, you're the only other person <laughs> yeah. I think that yeah. says that. Yeah, yeah. PTK <laughs> just actually had chat. a poll for that. Yes, he did. And I was like, the first one, the first Call of Duty, like yeah, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, it's my most Four. memorable, fun experience is playing Call of Duty is in that game. The best maps yeah. ever in that one too, in my opinion. Yeah, and I was asking you how you started your channel and shit. Were you? You were like, dude, I... Yeah, and you were like, yeah, I watched some YouTube. I watched some YouTube videos. <laughs> I, I just I did. People. That's what, that's what yeah. you told me. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I don't know how to do yeah. anything. So... Yeah, I was in your streams back in the day when you had like five people in your stream. Yeah. Yeah, we were chatting all the time. Yeah, bro, way at the beginning. I was still figuring shit out. Things were not going well at times, like trying to figure out how to do this stuff. But it's crazy. It's only two years ago, man. It's insane. Yeah. Wow. Um, chat, you guys rock. There's seen a lot. There's a lot of people here that were there from the beginning too. Oh, Psycho showed up. So, What's up, Psycho? Psycho. Have fun, Dave bro. Matthews is on break. <laughs> Crash into me. All right. We're all taking uh, a smoke break. Yeah. <laughs> 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 does, Dave, Dave doesn't have COVID again, does he? Hopefully not. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Later, everybody. Later. Bye.